leaves and its orange they bleed Fall nations tailgating and the raring to go Yeah, when kneeling gets to rocking, it's a hell of a show What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 24 of the Vols Deep Podcast. Our Tennessee Volunteers are now 6-2 and two with a win in Lexington, Kentucky over the Wildcats. Now it's time to come back home to Neyland Stadium for a homecoming. Tennessee will face off against the Huskies of UConn. Uh, how y'all feeling this week? I'm cold. You're cold? I'm cold. confident as all hell. I, I'm better than we was last week. Uh, you know, in all seriousness, it was a great win in a hostile environment, so... Come on, UConn. Yeah, should be an easy one. Uh, good. Keep tuning up and get ready for Missouri. I ain't even mad today. I was mad last week. Well, you shouldn't be mad. It's your birthday, Corbin. Oh, my God. It's Corbin's birthday. You're Corbin's another year birthday. uglier. Singing happy birthday, Spanky. I'm not singing. Nah, we'll no. wait on that. You're not singing. Anytime you get an opportunity to sing, you sing. Not today. Uh, as always, we're coming to you live tonight from the Vol Cave, uh, live on Facebook and YouTube. Share this out for us. Give us some likes if you don't care. Uh, anxious to see the comments roll in. We thank all of you for listening. Uh, thank you for your support. And uh, if you can't watch this entire show tonight, we will upload it on all podcast flat po- platforms after it airs live. We're going to talk uh, a lot tonight about Tennessee football. Um, never know what to expect. Every week is different. But we got you covered, Tennessee football fans. Uh, it's also... Basketball season, I guess, almost officially. Round ball time. Uh, we'll talk about some Tennessee basketball coming up soon. We're going to grade position groups from Tennessee's last performance. We're going to go over General Neyland's game maxims. Did Tennessee cover all Neyland's maxims versus Kentucky? We're going to preview this week's matchup versus UConn. This Saturday, we'll give you all the information you need regarding that game. We also have our keys of the game versus the Huskies of UConn. Uh, we have this week's game predictions coming up. We'll be doing another giveaway. We have gift cards, baseball, football cards, and some decals, so stick around for details on that. Speaking of predictions, uh, the current football pick'em standings go as follows we in our group. This yet, so. um, we have Corbin in first place. Corbin went 6-4 and four last week, though, bringing his overall record to 62-30. and 30. I'm in second place, going nine and one last week. Woo, ball daddy! With an overall record of sixty and thirty-two, I'm catching you, Corbin. And uh, we got a tie in third place between Spanky and Spur. Uh, both of them are at fifty-seven and thirty-five. Uh, Spanky went seven and three last week, and Spur went eight and two last week. Oh, Corbin, it's your birthday! So on Corbin's birthday, Corbin's going to have to dip into the cup of misfortune. Later on in the show, <laughs> for the first time. Get. Hey, Michael Jordan, he lost some games. The New York he never Yankees, lost the finals, baby. The New York Yankees lose games. I mean, sometimes the greats have to lose to come back and be better. Sometimes you just got to be humbled. I guess that's what you're trying to say, Corbin. That is what I'm saying. Well, you know what? I wish it was like that for me because, you know, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Oh, my God. So, Missouri, wait, we're coming for you. We are coming to Missouri. We got a lot to do in Missouri. Um, who's got a Spurs got to walk backwards in the store and check out in the store a bunch of cars with something. Um, who has to send a Christmas? Is it Spanky? I got to send a Spanky's got to send a Christmas card to somebody he hates, and we're going to do that soon because it would be 
even funnier the earlier the better. Yeah. And it can't be me. It's got to be somebody else. Yeah, it's going to be somebody legit. I say we sent it to Gino. We had the Waffle House Challenge. 24 hours at Waffle House. For every waffle you can eat, you knock off an hour of your time. Uh, I thought he donated money for He that. is going to donate, donate money to that money. one Yes I don't have time to stay at Waffle House He is uh, I, The vault daddy has to be a door greeter at McDonald's for 30 minutes And then Spanky Has to purchase a candle Some Vaseline Cucumber Whipped cream And a condom From a store Walmart preferably In Oak Ridge And no self checkout No self checkout And then Spur has got to uh, To park Ten cars, right? Ten cars at Walmart. So we got some catching up to do. We're, we're going to make it happen. We're going to do this live stream or something. So we'll see what uh, Corbin has to do tonight. Uh, we'll do our pick'ems. We'll explain to you how all that works if you want to be a part of the Vols Deep pick'em and win some cool prizes. We have Start Bench Cut. We have Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. And, of course, we have the duel. Who will win the championship belt tonight? Uh, it's fan slash listener voted. So you know to stick around for that, and you can vote in the comments. Who do you think will win the belt? Uh, you don't want to miss this entertainment. Yeah, I missed my belt this week due to a technicality of rock paper scissors from, from Spanky over That's here. That's right, baby. That's right. I think you pulled the tights. I'm bringing that belt back home tonight. Well, you pull my hair, ref. He pulled my hair. Spanky would like to scissor. Huh? Oh. Okay. It is your birthday, Corbin. Y'all take care of that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Spanky. Let's see. Uh, we'll hit the comment box as soon as we get back. We've got a commercial, and we'll hit uh, the recap. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar. When the boys find a checker for the big orange is back, it's a fact. Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stay proud, send a message to the crowd. Y'all better get used to the fact the big orange is back on track. Coach Hyper, where you at? Getting it done, having fun, power team number one. Y'all better get used to the fact the big orange is back. All right, welcome back to episode 24 of the Vols Deep Podcast. We're coming to you live on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, that's it for now. Uh, we're about to hit this week's recap. We appreciate the likes, comments, shares. Keep them rolling in for us. Tennessee beats Kentucky in Lexington. Uh, it never gets old, scolding the kitty cats. Uh, overall thoughts on Tennessee's performance versus Kentucky? You know, Luke, we played four full quarters of football. Mm -hmm. uh, looked great doing so in most aspects, uh, and we won another one-score game. Uh, it made vast improvements in some areas. We'll look at suspect in others. We're going to discuss all that and more tonight, I'm sure. I thought we looked damn good, to be honest with you. I thought it was one of our better games of the season, and I never had a doubt in my mind we was going to lose that ball game. Spank? I feel about the same. Like, uh, yeah, there's areas improvement, but I thought this was the best four-quarter of a game that we've played all year, honestly. For sure, great football game. Even if you're not like a Tennessee fan, uh, just a, just a good football game to watch. Tennessee should have ran away with it, in my opinion. But hey, we've been struggling on the road. Uh, we played four quarters. We put it together and won a versus a, you know a very good Kentucky football team. Now let's go over some offensive stats. 
Tennessee ran the ball as a team 47 times for 253 yards. Jalen Wright, 11 carries for 120 yards. That's a 10.9 yards per carry average. That's insane. Um, One touchdown for him as well. Dylan Sampson, 17 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown. Jabari Small, 9 carries for 32 yards. Um, What are your thoughts on – Oh, and Joe Milton also had 10 carries for 26 yards. Overall thoughts on uh, Tennessee's Russian offense? I thought, you know, just same as always, just keep on ticking. That's our strong point of our offense. You know, it was simply dominant again. Kentucky's run defense was touted as one of the best that won't play all season, and yet again we ran all over them. Uh, Jalen Wright's a beast, and I love seeing Dylan Sampson come in and take over in the fourth quarter because he did. He took that game over in the fourth quarter. Yes, he did. Uh, it was like the game plan worked. Jabari Small also ran well, and even Joe Milton lowered his shoulders a time or two. I, I really like getting Joe Milton involved in the run game. I think it adds to his passing game as well. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think we played phenomenal offense. To be honest with you. I mean, the run game, like just watching it, like we had them. Like if we couldn't pass the ball all night, we had them on the run game all night. They could not stop us for nothing. Yeah, anytime you can run the ball like this in the SEC, you're going to have good success. You're probably going to win the football game. Absolutely. Um, so, so great job, great recovery um, from Alabama Russian <laughs> from Russian game. Uh, Tennessee through the air. Uh, Joe Milton was 17 of 20, 227 yards, a touchdown. Uh, that's 11.4 yards per pass, 85.6 QB rating. Uh, thoughts on Joe Milton in the passing game? His best performance of the season, and it's mm-hmm. not even close. Uh, only three incompletions, and he hit the long ball a couple of times. And, oh, my God, Joe Milton completed passes while he was running. He uh, looked good, he too. He looked good. You that, know? that crossbody throw was, was yes. great. I was floored by this and thought, where has this part of his game been? Uh, it can really set him apart, and I hope it continues, because we're going to need this Joe Milton in the coming weeks. I agree. I think, like, this is his best game passing the ball. And, like, I don't know, last couple weeks I've started to realize something with Joe, and I think the reason they ain't really opened the playbook up for him is because they know he can hit them long balls and deep balls, and he does have a tendency to overthrow his receivers. And that kind of – the defense can kind of read that better because they know, hey, he's just good for the long ball, then we can just stay back and not worry about the middle. And I think one of the reasons the coaches staff worry about him is if you overthrow something in the middle of the field, what's going to happen? It's going to get picked. Mm -hmm. It's going to get – um, batted down. So, but I think uh, nothing take away he did Saturday. I think Saturday is his best performance. Yeah, no doubt. Joe's best game so far. And, and he looked good against Bama, too, in my opinion. He does what he's asked. Um, like I said, I don't agree with all of the play, play calling, but he's doing what he's asked. Uh, let's hit our receivers. Only 17 receptions for 227 yards. Um, Dante Thornton. Finally. 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 That's exactly what I said. Finally. Uh, finally uh, three, three receptions for 63 yards. Squirrel White, four catches for 46 yards. Uh, love to see Chaz Nimrod involved. A catch for 39 yards. A touchdown pass and reception. Uh, Dylan Sampson, four catches for 39 yards. Ramel Keaton, three catches for 30 yards. Jabari Small, a catch for eight yards. And Jalen Wright, one catch for two yards. Thoughts on the receiving core? Hey, Don, Dante Thornton, man, he bought it. He bought it this past weekend. Hey, that's what we've been expecting with him. He's making the plays happen. Yeah, and he. They expect him to be a one and done. I feel like he's going to come back and really light it up next year. Man, that, that receiving core next year could be scary good yet again. But like we said, Dante Thornton finally, uh, we've seen some gr- glimpses of greatness there. Uh, all receivers played well. 
uh, our younger receivers are starting to step up and replace a brew, so we're going to need them again down the stretch. We're going to hit the comment box just in a second, y'all. Y'all, we appreciate it. We'll hit. We'll hit all of them. Keep them coming in for us. Tennessee on defense: one sack, four tackles for loss, two pass deflections. Um, thoughts on this defense? You know, our secondary was a lone scare this week as Kentucky threw for a ton of yardage. Uh, however, we shut down that run attack that hasn't been stopped much all year. We we clearly made that a, a point of emphasis to stop Kentucky's run, and we did so. Our our D-line played excellent. Uh, we played a lot of zone coverage in the secondary. Uh, it's going to have to be better against Missouri and, and, and Georgia, there's no doubt. Yeah, um, Wesley Walker, nine tackles, nine tackles, one tackle for loss. Um, Elijah Herring had eight tackles. Gabe Judy Lolly, seven. Amari Thomas, Bryson Easton, Jalen McCullough all had four tackles. Omar Norman Lott, two tackles, one sack, and uh, one and a half uh, tackles for loss. Um, okay, Day. Um, I hate the zone defense, though. I, I don't like I don't like sitting in zone and, and letting them pick us. Yeah, I hope we play some man on man against Connecticut, just just for that experience of practice. Yeah, we gotta be gotta. I like I want to say it's be a little bit more aggressive, but we did what we had to do. You know, it's kind of just a bend don't break uh, defense. Uh, Tennessee on special teams. Um, what can you say, man? Charles Campbell, four, four for four field goals and three for three extra points. Jackson Ross looked good kicking the football. Two punts for 79 yards. Good day. You can't ask for much more. Can That's the thing to be the trend with the special teams unit this year is uh, consistency. Yeah, it was great again. Campbell made a 49-yard field goal and all the rest of his kicks. Uh, I've seen a stat where uh, uh, not only at Tennessee but where he was before, he's made – over 100 straight extra points now. Uh, and Heck, while, yeah. Well, extra points are given. They're not always easy. So to get 100 consecutive is pretty good in college. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, to be honest with you. I thought, uh, I mean, our kicking game was key uh, Saturday because I know we'll talk about it later, but the red zone. Yeah, like, yeah. We'll talk about that later, but, yeah, kicking was key for us, for sure. Um. Charles Campbell, speaking of special teams, uh, Tennessee's kicker was honored this week with special teams player of the week in the SEC. He's been awesome all year, and it's, it's well-deserved. We just said it, well-deserved. Uh, also, John Campbell, Jr., Tennessee offensive tackle, was honored with offensive lineman of the week honors by the SEC. So, love to see it. Yeah, we can see why. Uh, took the game over with the running blocking and handled Kentucky's big defensive line. A, a strong performance for sure. And a future NFL star right there. Probably both of them. I think Campbell's going to get a look at the NFL as well. Oh, yeah. He, he's got the size for sure. What are they trying to do in the SEC? What the heck? They trying to make up for that Alabama loss game, these, <laughs> these right here. I mean, we do deserve it, but I'm just saying. We, I mean, we do deserve it. Let's hit the comment box before we go over General Nealon's game maxims. We've got a lot to, to hit on real quick. Ethan Bradshaw says, happy birthday, Big Daddy, to Corbin. Everybody wish Corbin a happy birthday today. Thank you, Ethan. Appreciate it. Digging Sports on YouTube says, what's up, fellas? Ike Avery says, how about it? Vol Nation, number one in rushing, best run game in the SEC. Texas A&M was supposed to stop us, too. Yeah, they were. That's yeah. true. Dwayne's asking about the, the Summit Blue jerseys that's going all over Facebook. Dwayne, we'll, we'll probably touch on that here in a few minutes. Yeah, I don't – uh, there's gonna, they're, I have a feeling they're going to do something, but they've not, they've not said nothing. They, they put out an official statement that they're wearing blue accents. Like last I year. Would, I wouldn't be surprised to see something uh, really cool. I, I, I wouldn't care. It'd be cool to outline or something. But 
let's just talk about we'll talk about now. Let's just talk about that point now. I mean, why not? I don't. There's been if you're seeing all these pictures online, like it is nothing's been confirmed yet. I know like, people's been texting me and all that, think it's awesome, but it it, it would be awesome for them jerseys, but there is nothing confirmed to this point that that's what we are going to wear. So, well, it all started with a AI artificially made meme with the powder blue or baby blue or sun blue, whatever you want to call it. Jersey. Everybody gets fired up. Yeah, people believe anything soon. Yeah, but but they would be sweet at least. I don't know, maybe warm up in them or something. They do look nice, I will say that. Though. Jerseys cost too much just to warm up in them. They could sell them and raise some money for autism awareness. They couldn't just sell them. I mean, think you could just make them and set, set them as a, uh, like you go buy an NBA jersey for your own self. Like that's money in their pocket to they sell. They could. That's a good point. Uh, Ike always says Chaz had his defensive back beat before he fell down. Yes, he he was beat. Ike always says one name on defense, Omar Norman Lott, and we need to play uh, turnage in the middle. Vol for Life on YouTube says the Opal Oak Summit is in my hometown. Yeah, they're great people. Great people. They they sponsor they sponsor us not only with uh, their wedding venue, but their, their music as well. Yeah, I DJ'd a wedding there just Sunday at Opal Oak Summit. Beautiful place. It's, it's, it's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. Uh, Vols for Life says go Vols. Let's see. Alma said, I hated the zone, but we won, so maybe that was the right call. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it works. It works. I just think we've got the talent to not do that. Uh, uh, Randy Swint, Spanky's dad, says no to the blue jerseys. No, I, I agree with him on that one. Like, I'm fine with, you know, accent and blue accessories, but um, did we ever really see Pat Summit break out of full blue? No. no, no, no. So no, that—that's no. my thing. Like with it. it's like, yeah, Pat used it as a trim to stand out for the Lady Vols. She didn't really break out a full blue jerseys. Like I'm fine with like last year, you know, accessories, maybe an outline of the number on the helmet or something. But like, I don't know. Like I, I, I do like I love the black jerseys, like the gray jerseys. But I think we're diving too much more into the the rabbit hole there. At least black and gray, it's more of a Accent color, you know, that baby right, blue, Jim, that's a, Mr. that's Mr. a different color. Spanky. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, look, I am. I'm Spanky's anti-Lady Vol, basically is what he's saying. I am not anti-Lady Vol. Like we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to raise money for a good cause here, Spanky. Yeah, Spanky. Well, won't we just donate money and just. Because why donate money when we could just make jerseys and buy them? <laughs> or Josh Jackson says happy birthday to Spanky. Just it's kidding, to Corvin. Hey, got, we got 16 days, people, to my oh, yeah. birthday. Well, that's all I've heard. He's like a three-year-old. 16 Luke, days. Luke, do you know my birthday is in 16 days? 16 Nobody days. cares when your birthday is. Oh, shut up. All right. Thank you, anybody that says happy birthday to me. Appreciate all y'all. Mm. Love y'all. Uh, Kimberly all says, hey, guys, go Big Orange. Uh, Josh, back, Kimberly. Thank you for listening. Josh says, our, never, our boys never quit last week. Lee Massengill says, vote for Carrie Hensley to win Wamplers. That's right. Farm sausage and bring it. To bring a win to Tennessee is for true. tailgating for our Vol Navy. Two minutes to vote and come and can vote daily. Yes, I've voted uh, uh, more than once. It's on my personal Facebook. You need the link. So vote for Kerry Hensley for Wampler's Tailgater of the Year, I believe it is. Of the Year? Dang. I believe so. That was for the uh, the South Carolina game that we was at. So it was fun. It was very fun. Um, Marsha says, go big orange. Tell, Dar tell Darren we said, hey. Uh, Josh Jackson says defense bowed their neck. When they had to, they bend but didn't break. 
And then Gage says, Luke Jackson just wanted to pop in and show some support. Yep, we're going to have a new sponsor. I'll talk to you all about that later on. Awesome. But we got we got a very cool, very cool sponsorship that is uh, that has happened. So we'll get that going too. Come on. Let's hit the uh, General Neelands game maxims. We'll go over each one and agree or disagree if that maxim has been reached. Maximum one, the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. We certainly accomplished this. Tennessee took care of the ball, uh, didn't turn the ball over. We made very few mistakes. Uh, I liked I liked our effort and, and intensity. So I feel like we accomplished this one. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll give us this. We had some balls going uh, fourth down, like the 35-yard line of the backside of the field. How about that? Converted. And if we didn't get it, everybody would want Hopple's head. Yep. <laughs> Uh, play four, make the breaks. When one comes your way, score. Absolutely. Put a lot of points on the board. Yeah, I like to see a little, some more touchdowns, kind of like the Bama game, just just a couple more touchdowns. But as long as we're putting points on the board. Um, if at first the game or breaks go against you, don't let up, put on more steam. We took control of the game yeah. early, and we never let that control go. Agreed. Even though we did give up a little bit there and um Get back in there with us. Yes, we controlled the game. Protect our kickers, our quarterback, our lead, and our ball game. Yep. yep. We led Check. wire to wire. Kentucky never had to lead any time in the game. Ball, Oski, cover, block, cut, and slice, pursue, and gang tackle for this is the winning edge. You know, I didn't notice too many broken tackles. No, it's more coverage. More, than... more coverage than anything. So, the tackling was well done. Uh, uh, proud of our defense, especially our defensive line. Mm-hmm. Press the kicking game. Here's where the breaks are made, 100%. Kickers were perfect. Carry their fight to our opponent and keep it there for 60 minutes. Kept it. Well, no, no, we didn't. We, we kept it for 59 minutes and five seconds because we didn't have to play that final 55 seconds due yeah. to an injury by Kentucky. <laughs> That's Kentucky. right. You know, 44 seconds on the clock when he went down trying to stop the clock. Well, guess what? We didn't even have to snap that last time. Crack me up. I was I was at a wedding just yelling at my phone. It's like, ah, 10-second runoff. <laughs> I already knew. Yeah, I was sitting there. Just, it, it took him forever to figure it out, too, or, or to at least make the make the announcement. Uh, let's talk some Tennessee basketball. Tennessee versus number four Michigan State in an exhibition game in Michigan. Tennessee comes out on top. Uh, love it. And we've done this without Santiago uh, Vescovi and Zakai Ziegler. Uh, our basketball team is great, and we can talk all regular season Rick all we want, but the sky is the limit for this team. We look, we look good, honestly. Uh, Adu's lost a lot of weight. Adu's Adu looking, looks good. He's looking like a brand new man out there. Like Adu's gonna be good. Dalton uh, Connect is a freak. Dalton, mm-hmm. Dalton is gonna be something. Bad we're man. gonna be talking about mid season. People are gonna be like, hey, this guy out right here, NBA prospect, and. Uh, you know, we start out seventeen to one with the lead, and we let him come back. I mean, that's just college basketball for you. I mean, it. But at the end, just turnovers and stuff. Like it was a very bad game with turnovers. Like we played, not just us, Michigan State. Both teams played sloppy as all all can be. But we pulled out, got the win by one point. Uh, proud of them. Yeah, we led that game wire to wire as well. Uh, now, granted, it was an exhibition game and. They were kind of loose on foul rules. Like, Meshack fell out early in the second half, and they allowed him to continue to play because <clears throat> it was exhibition. And I know the Michigan State fans was pretty upset about that. But, <laughs> you know, we are deep, deep, deep this year. I think Rick Barnes has his work cut out for him 
just trying to find everybody playing time. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're stacked from top to bottom. And so it's a good <clears throat> problem to have when you can just constantly sub and rotate in, guys. I know we saw we saw the team firsthand last night, and it wasn't a pretty game for the other team last night. It was pretty yeah. one-sided. But And, heck, we saw a bunch of younger guys play some key minutes last night that I thought stepped up pretty big. Oh, yeah, we look, we're deep, we're deep. And another note of interest that uh, season tickets for UT men's basketball has sold out. They've sold every, every season ticket they had available. So, excellent news for UT Athletics. Not for the paying ticket customer. <laughs> Tennessee beat uh, Lenore Ryan 90-48. to 48. We played the entire team. It's fun, man. It's uh, it's good for the team to get that kind of bonding, them bonding type games too. 100%. Going to be an exciting season on Rocky Top. Uh, Josh Dobbs has been traded to the, the Minnesota Vikings. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Well, uh, I like it. Uh, it he, he's definitely proved himself with Arizona in a certain way to uh, for Coke Cousins to go down and then to trade for Josh Dobbs. I mean, he's done something right to be traded to get him. Uh, yeah, he's just got one win in Arizona, but when the season started, Arizona was predicted to have like four wins. And they're the trying season. to tank too. So. Yeah, they're trying to tank too. So, Plus, I know he played really bad this past Sunday, but, I mean, Kyler Murray, he had that down his neck, and he's out there just trying to like – like Kyler Murray's superstar, and he's trying to keep his position, and he's just – you know, putting too much pressure on itself. But I think this is a good this is a good opportunity. Jeff, Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkerson, I mean, good receivers can make some plays happen, catch the balls. I mean, this is a great op. This is a sink or swim moment for Josh Dobbs, to be honest with you, because, listen, he's had all these times in the practice – well, not the practice, but, you know, second string, third, third string, coming in these situations, coming in with Arizona like he did – with a bad team. Now he's with a decent team. Not a great team. Not a, They're pretty decent. Can be a good team. I mean, they're hitting a stride right now. But uh, this is his opportunity to prove himself. Go out there and uh, this is it for him, I think. So let's go over – so Dobbs started with, with Pittsburgh. and it, but We could be off on this, but Pittsburgh. Then he went where? Cleveland. Cleveland. Back to Pittsburgh. Yep. yep. Back, then to back to Cleveland. Then to Tennessee, Tennessee. Back to Cleveland. Went to Jaguars at one point. He went to the Jags, too. He did go to the Jags. From, from Pittsburgh. Yeah. From Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then he went – well, he was in the Titans. He went back to Cleveland. Back to Cleveland. Then to Arizona. To Arizona. Now Minnesota. Yep. God. And this is well, happening. He's a journeyman. And, yep. and I love Josh Dobbs. And he was a great quarterback for us. But I think he's starting to learn his role mm-hmm. in the NFL. Like, he's not going to be with but the I, I franchise he, for a while. I think while. he's good enough to get a spot, too, Let me, let, me let you guys tingle just a little bit because – you know, Kirk Cousins may be out for an extended period of time. Oh, he's going to be out and for a if, minute. If Josh Dobbs plays well this season, he could start with Minnesota next year. So just think about this. Minnesota versus Detroit. Josh Dobbs versus Hendon Hooker. How awesome would that be? It would be awesome. That would be awesome. But be awesome. my thing with Dobbs say, is he, say it too? he was a good quarterback he was, for yeah. us. He was a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. But he's starting to learn his role in the NFL. And there's just certain quarterbacks who are journeymen, who are guys that will come in – do a job until that starter gets done, and then he'll go play somewhere else. He He's a void filler for teams, as you'll call it. He's in there. He's been in there to help the team through trying times, get them to where they need to be, and then he'll go to another team. He's a and I think he, he's learned that. G, uh, look at Geno Smith with Seattle. I mean, he was kind of a, not a journeyman much, but he was always a – Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, yeah. He was a backup for so long after the Jets, and uh, now he's become a superstar with the – 
Seattle Seahawks. We had Fitzmagic, no Astro Dobbs. He's making plenty of money doing it. Uh, yes, I he is. Happy that. for him. Um, let's, hit, let's hit the comment box real quick one more time. I got one more bit of news before you go to the Okay, hit us with it, Daddy. Hey, I just want to mention that the Lady Vols basketball team played Carson Newman in an exhibition game and won big 106-72. And this Sunday, the Lady Vols welcome the United States Women's National Olympic team into Thompson Bowling Green at Food City Center. That's a very good point. Yeah, there's some big names on that team that's coming in. Uh, Brittany Griner, Diana Taurasi, Olivia Boston, among others. Is Taurasi still playing? Yeah, she's on that team. So it'll be a unique opportunity to see uh, really an all-star lineup for women's basketball right there in Knoxville this Sunday afternoon. Uh, Kimberly says, great basketball game, and Ganey is very good, too. Yes, Ganey is very good. He got a lot of criticism, too, because he's like the assistant coach's son. Mm -hmm. So – uh, that that's good to see. I'm curious if it's going to be a packed house Sunday, with how big of a game this is. I'd, I'd like to see it myself. I know. Uh, when was the last time that Thompson was sold out for a Lady Vols game? Uh, me and Luke last year. Uh, I know uh, we went to the UConn game last mm-hmm. year. It was yeah. It was, it was pretty crowded. It was pretty. It was pretty crowded. And for South Carolina last year. Uh, Alma on YouTube says Rick Barnes is the man. People are dumb, and I agree with you there because. <laughs> It's hard to find a coach that's going to take you as far as Rick Barnes is going to. Uh, Austin Hensley says, off-topic spank, what do you think of the TSSAA and TMSAA changing the bonus rule in basketball to five fouls a quarter and no more one-on-one free throw shooting? Well, I think I think it's fine, really. Like, I just don't. College is getting away. To, that's that's exactly what college is going to. College is going to it. The NBA is going to be going to it. Everybody's going to go to it except – College men's basketball for some reason, but they'll get to it eventually. But I like it, honestly, as a coach because you can use that per quarter because one game it might help you, one game it might hurt you. It it matters on a pin. Like, for that first half, it's like, oh, my God, we got to wait till the freaking end of the half for these fouls to reset. Or it could be like, hey, we're doing good here. We End of the quarter, our fouls just reset. Like, it, it's going to be a game-by-game scenario. The biggest rule change that not a lot of people are talking about is the timeout inbounds play. Do you know about that one, Spur? Tell me. So what it is, okay, so if you're going to throw the ball in on the other end of the floor, uh-huh. you're a coach, you call timeout. You can advance it to the – You can advance it to your baseline. Okay. That is huge right there, especially in late-game scenarios. Instead of, you know, people rolling the ball down the floor not to get the clock to run, Wait. you can easily call that timeout and get it advanced to your side of the court, and that—that's a big one. To your side, not 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 underneath the goal. To the side. Yes, your side of the, Just, the floor on that, your baseline. Yeah, that's how they do women's basketball. Yes, as well, so. it, they've basically taken the high school, and middle school rule to college women's college rules. Yeah, that's how NBA works. Yeah, I I, I like the rule changes. Uh, I felt that the, the bonus situation has been kind of out of hand for quite a while in high school basketball. You know. You get seven fouls pretty quick in a half. And oh, yeah. That really punishes a team that, that's trying to play, play hard defense. and that, Then you get the situation where officials take over games, and none of us like to see that. So when they are reset every quarter, I think it, it, it helps that situation just a little bit. I thought it, one, of the, one of the reasons they said for the rule change was injuries during free throws. I thought Travis Nelson made a pretty good point when he said he's you know, been around the game forever and never seen a single injury. I've never, never seen injury. Yeah, I thought that was a really bogus um, reason. <laughs> but I And I, I I do like the one-and-one one because I do like the excitement of, okay, yeah. hey, you get one shot here. But also, if you're the guy making the free throw, you still got that 
comfortable thing of. But then again, you gotta look at it from the side of, hey, we're down here. We need them. They get two. They get two chances to score here. All right, let's. Uh, Danny Hall says, "Come on by and get you some chili and tamales Saturday." That's Hoskins tailgate. Make Danny, sure you... I'll be there, buddy. Hoskins tailgate. Yeah, I'm. I'm stopped by the Hoskins tailgate. We'll probably be there about eight o'clock in the morning, buddy. Yeah, y'all make sure to check Hoskins tailgate out. You can look them up on Facebook. Uh, if you got a link or anything like that, Danny, feel free to to post it in here. Uh, Vols for Life has asked three times. It's that one guy from Cofield. There's only one of us here from Cofield, and we've got a uh, hybrid here as well. Who said that? Huh? Who said Ball that? for Life on, on Facebook or on, on YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, we'll be right back. We're going we're gonna to grade some pos- position groups when we get back. Thank you for watching our recap. We'll be right back. And we're back next. We've got our first main talking point of the day presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. I used to be the only one doing that. Taylor Jones of Big Orange Concrete Pumping has been doing this type of work for a very long time. He has one of the biggest line pumps in the state. So make sure to reach out to Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Go ahead. Just take my crap, everybody. For any of your concrete. credit for my hard work. It's your crap. It's the pumping. It's the pumping. I came up with the pump. No one gives the best pump like the Spain kid. He takes care of your crap. This is the big orange concrete pumping, you know. You got to get it with a program, Spanky. Uh, All right, y'all. Let's get Vols deep. Each position group, let's grade them from the performance during the Kentucky game last week. Let's start with the quarterbacks. I'm going to give him an A A plus. Like, I thought it was his best game that he's had. Could he have had better? Yeah. But for – all that he's been through this year, especially with the media and everybody doubting him, I'm giving him an A-plus. I also gave Joe Milton an A-plus. You know, the stats don't really jump out. He was 17 or 20 for 227. But it's the way he led that offense. Only three incompletions. He ran with authority. He made perfect throws even on the run. It's the best Joe Milton we've seen as a volunteer. And I'll tell you what, and I, I may mention it again later on today, but – that third down, and I believe it was nine under two minutes, mm-hmm. where he ran for a first down and then slid in bounds to seal the game. Yep. That was absolutely huge and a smart play by Joe Milton. I gave him an A-plus as well. Spose had it good, I mean. But I think he played fantastic. I think like 17 for 20. What I mean, perfect game for Joe from what he's played so far this year. I had one critique, and it was uh, when he went out of bounds right before that one first down in the first quarter, and he could have got that first down easily, but he just stepped out right before. That was my only critique through the whole game with him. That's just human error. Like it yeah, but his awareness is starting to get better, and that's good to see, you know, because sometimes you're just like, man, you got to have a little bit better football IQ. 
Uh, Joe, I gave him an A. Uh, done what he was supposed to do. Solid performance on the road. So that, that's that's key too from Joe Milton. So I'm, I'm giving Joe an A. What about running backs? A A plus as well. Like uh, Jalen Wright, 120 yards uh, rushing yards, and yeah, he led the team in stats. But if I had to give a game ball to running backs, I'm I'm giving one to Samson. Like the way he came in that fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. and yeah, and I'll tell you, it's big because he was fresh. Mm-hmm. And when you can have a fresh running back in the fourth quarter, that's why I know people want to harp on, man, they're using too many different running backs. So what? So what? You got a guy that's fresh in the fourth quarter competing against guys that are dead and tired. Like, use them all. Not just a guy that's fresh. A guy that's fresh and deadly on, yes. with the ball, you know. I, I give him an A-plus as well. What more can we, can we say about our three running back attack? Uh, you see that Jalen Wright had 120-plus yards. Javari Small looked great out there. And Dylan Sampson just absolutely took over in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, Kentucky had no answer for a rushing attack, and that was supposed to be the best running defense that we'd play all year. Yeah, eight plus. I mean, this is what we was uh, talking, been preaching about all year, what we expected out of our own game. And this is, uh, I mean, Kentucky couldn't do nothing with us on the own game. Uh, like, like I said earlier, if we had no pass game, we would have beat them on the own game. Hey, and I'll tell you this. If we brought out the old uh, beefy uh, Wilson special, the wishbone out there, could you imagine that three-headed monster out in the backfield with old uh, uh, Milton and the other three running backs in that backfield? Oh, my gosh. The option is unlimited. It would be a lot of fun, that's for sure. I've got an A-plus as well. You can't ask for much more. 250-plus yards on an SEC road game. You're going to win, you know, 90, 90% of the time if, if you can do that. Uh, wide receivers. You know, I gave our wide receivers an A-plus. Uh, again, stats ain't going to jump out at you, but they were much, much, much better than they have been. Uh, Dante Thornton led the receivers and looked great. Uh, he done so as a starter, too. He was in the starting lineup for mm-hmm. the first time all year. Uh, you know, Nimrod made that long touchdown catch. Squirrel was very good. I just thought it was a great day for the Vols offense all around. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give him an A-plus as well. I mean, if you're looking at the stats right here, one, two, three – Four, five. I mean, it's spread out across the board. Everybody's catching, catching balls for yards, and no, I mean, three incompletions all day. What else can you ask for? Yeah, I'm going B plus. Solid. Uh, in my opinion, they're not getting enough opportunities, but with the with the run game so good, it's hard to it's hard to complain. But uh, I think we're getting screwed on some pass interference calls too, and I think that's hurting a lot with what we're trying to do. I think we're getting screwed um, more than that. Um, but oh yeah, we're getting on some holding lingo there too. But uh, uh, let's hit the tight. Let's hit the tight ends. <laughs> I gave our tight ends an A. Uh, blocking was absolutely tremendous for our for our tight ends this week. We opened up holes for our backs and done fairly well in the receiving game as well. I, I, I like the effort. I like the intensity. I, I like both of our tight ends. I gave him an A as well. Solid performance. Like like Spur said. Um, Blocking was excellent for him up front, and uh, I thought they caught some balls when they needed to. I'll just give them a solid B. That's what I've got. I've got a solid B. They've done their job. I, I do want more opportunities for them. We're, our tight ends are too good to not be, not be yeah. catching the football, making plays. Well, usually, and it's like I was telling about earlier, your tight end play, it's mostly if you can get do tight end slants up the middle, and I just don't know if coaching-wise if they trust Joe yet to throw it up in the middle because he does have a tendency to throw overthrow guys and – you can't you can't overthrow the ball in the middle of the field. Yeah. So I that I think whenever they can get that situated, I think the tight end play will come out a little bit better. 
Uh, offensive line. It's a, hey, uh, we dominated Kentucky's big defensive line. Hey, it was fun to watch. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. They did protect Joe. and I will say this, go back on Joe earlier. When Joe did scramble and have to scramble, he yeah. made plays happen. Uh-huh. That's what we've been asking for. I'm going B+. Plus. I think good performance. The run blocking, obviously great to, to get 250 yards. Oh, yeah. Anytime you can get 250 yards, and I give him an A, too, because people say, oh, linemen don't have stats. All bull crap. Any, the whole offensive stat, that's an offensive line stat right 100%. there. Because it's like what I've I've said it multiple times on this show, you know how a lot of cigar you gotta have a little fire up front. And if there ain't no fire up front, there ain't gonna be no smoke in the back. By God, it's a spankism right there. It's true, man. Hey, if you don't have fire up front, you ain't gonna have no smoke in the back. Uh, what about defense? In the barn. What about <laughs> what about defensive line? I gave our our defensive line a, a solid A. We kept Kentucky's run game from getting remotely going, and that rushing attack has done a, a number on some other teams this year, including against Florida. A uh, couple offside penalties that, that I could overlook, you know, it was in a hostile environment. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen every now and then, but all around a pretty great performance. I don't really get upset about offsides penalties. Now, the one that usually does drive me crazy if it's like a nose guard, like right over center, because like the ball's in front of your face, dude. But most of the time, like if your defensive line's getting uh, offsides, like that means they're just fired up, ready to go. And as a coach, if you get on to them, you know what's going to happen that next play? They're going to get pancaked because they're more eager to. Oh, I don't want to jump here, so I I'll take them all day long. I'll give them a. Uh, I'll just give them a B. Uh, Kentucky, we did we did contain the run game. Which is what Kentucky was known for. They was not known for their pass game at all. They was a they run heavy offense, and uh, we controlled it. Yeah, how many yards they have on the ground, Spur? Kentucky. Oh. I'm gonna go B plus. Um, a lot of this again is on play calling, basically on the passing downs. We need to be more aggressive and stop. Um, Twenty-four, wait, seventy-two yards. I know we held them less than any other team has held their rushing attack all year long. So you've got to give. Give them props for that. And, you know, Kentucky was only 5-11 on third down, so that's an area that's improved some, too, as the season's gone on. Let's hit defensive backs. Uh, a little scarce. A little scarce. Uh, Kentucky, they threw the ball up and down the field. Also, I'm going to give them – I ain't going to give nobody below a B this week, but I'm going to give them a B minus. I gave our defensive backs a, a C plus. Kentucky took advantage of Haddon being mm-hmm. out. Our secondary struggled in a bend but don't break style. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to show improvements in the coming weeks for us to have a chance to win at Missouri and Georgia. Uh, C plus. Uh, they was making. I mean, they was letting uh, plays be made, big time plays. That was uh, putting Kentucky back in the ball game every single time. Yeah, I'm going C minus. Uh, and again, I don't. I don't like the zone. I know that's not necessarily just on our cornerbacks, but the but the coaching as well. But Kentucky had 372 passing yards. Um, that's crazy. 372 passing yards. So, I, I got C minus. What about linebackers? I went with a B. I thought our linebackers played well. Kentucky was, again, under pressure all night. And sound tackles were made. Uh, you know, we still got to learn how to stop clapping before Kentucky Yeah, yeah we, we got to learn quick. That, that's a penalty, guys. We can't do it. They're going to call it. Which I think – 
And I could be wrong, but I think most of the time they're they're just clapping just because they probably get somebody's attention. That's, that's all it is. It's not it's not trying to steal a signal or simulate a snap. It's a dumb rule. Mm-hmm. I get it, but and honestly, like, I I don't really get that rule because you have what ninety thousand people screaming, and they're gonna think a clap that they hear is gonna be the I don't I don't know. Everyone in the stadium should just clap at the same time. <laughs> just everybody clap. That's what we should do on defense now. On yeah. I clap. I want to hate on it, but then again, I kind of see the point in a way, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, linebackers are good enough over pursuing a lot, but we're young, man. I think we're going to be very good. And, and it doesn't help too when our linebackers, when they're blitzing off the edge, they're getting held. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess nobody wants to talk about that or kind of can't <laughs> well, we talk do, about it. Yeah, yeah. You just got to be silent. You got silent and deadly, right? Yeah, uh, James Ferris has been in a GoFundMe started for Spur, a microphone. Uh, the Vols have a three-headed monster running back just like the Vols deep boys, Spank, Spur, and Corbin. We appreciate that. Yeah, we also need a GoFundMe so Josh Hoppel can just destroy the SEC. Let them know how you feel, man. Look, if they'll start a GoFundMe for a goalpost, I think we can get one going for a, a Hoppel rant. Hell like yeah. Silent treatment. Yeah, that silent treatment's funny. It is. Uh, special teams. It's great special teams. A plus. A plus. And no doubt. Perfection. Let's give out some game balls. Who would you give the game ball to on offense and defense versus the team up north? Uh, For offense, I'm going to go Samson for what he did in the fourth quarter. Uh, Yeah, it was kind of neck and neck game. We always had the lead, but I think his uh, performance in the fourth quarter kind of got – took that edge away. Go ahead, Corbin. I'll let you give it to whoever you want to. I want to give it to uh, Jalen Wright. He had 11 carries for 120 yards, one touchdown, 10.9 average yards per carry. Hell of a game. That run game was very key. Fit. I gave it to Joe Milton. Uh, it's easy to give an award to a quarterback, but this is one of his best games of his career. Made smart decisions, took care of the ball, threw great passes, and had several timely runs, including that one that sealed the game under two minutes on that first down again where he slid down inbounds. Uh, you know, it kept the clock running. That was a big play. Yeah, I've got Joe and Jalen Rope down. I'm going to roll with Joe, though, just for um, I mean, 85.6 QB rating, um, 17 or 20 of a touchdown. He's managed the game well, and he was a lot smarter than he's been. Absolutely. Um, let's, let's go with defense. Defense, I'm going to go with the whole defensive line. And just because of the simple fact of, uh, boys, you're getting held every time. Don't worry. Help's on the way. Somebody, somebody will help you out we one day. find some handkerchiefs someday. Somebody will help us. Later or not, I have wrote down the entire defensive he line. He does, everybody. We're stopping Kentucky's run game. Uh, since y'all took defensive line, I guess uh, I'll go. I mean, yes, defensive line, phenomenal. But uh, Wesley Walker, he had nine tackles, seven solo tackles, definitely. Yeah, I tackle for loss as well. I'm going to go Omar Norman Lott. Uh, sack, one and a half tackles for loss, and the sack coming at a very crucial time too. All right, thank you all for uh, listening to our first main talking point of the day. We're going to take a short break. We have a lot more coming your way, including uh, our giveaway. Uh, share this out for us, please. Comment, like. If we missed your comment, comment again. We'll hit uh, the comment as soon as we get back. And next, we've got start, bench, cut. Big orange concrete pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest line pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367 
Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. All right, and we're back. We're at the comment box real quick. Mr. Jones says, Go Vols. The Vols are number seven in the nation in Russian offense, number 74 in passing offense, and our defense is number six in the country getting sacks. Uh, he says, No team has ever committed a penalty against the Vols, apparently. He says Charles Campbell deserves offensive game ball. Four field goals uh, is because the offense stalled in the red zone uh, game ball to Charles Campbell. Yeah, Mr. Jones, we're going to get more into um, the red zone offense in our second main talking point. There's a lot of there's a lot of issues there. Um, we're, we're way too conservative. But, yeah. but we'll get more into that as well. Um, so everybody welcome back to episode 24 We're live from the Vols Deep Man Cave We hope you're having a great Wednesday night We're live on Facebook and YouTube um, Share this out for us Slap the like button, we truly appreciate it Next we have Start Bench Cut How this works is I'll give a question We have to rank our answers in order from first to last Start being one Cut being last Are you all ready? Let's go, let's get it Don't worry boys, I'm here which position group surprised you the most on Saturday? The quarterback, the wide receivers, or the running backs? Uh, start for me is the wide receivers. I thought they, they came out firing. Uh, I thought they did pretty good. Uh, only three drop balls. Um, the next, the uh, quarterback, like Joe, he's been consistent really like these past couple games really. I, everybody's just giving him a hard time, won't leave him alone. The next would be running backs. Like Running backs, they're just doing their thing back there. It's, I got the same order uh, Spanky's got, honestly. Uh, we're saving like this is what we've been wanting all season, and uh, we're finally starting to connect and catch these balls and get these plays down. Uh, quarterback, Milton played phenomenal. And running backs, this is what I expect the running game to do with what we have three deep. Uh, truthfully, none of it surprised me because this is what I've wanted to see all year True. and what I've expected all year. So this is the Tennessee offense we wanted to see, we expected to see. But just for uh, – the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to start the wide receivers, bench quarterbacks, and cut the wide running backs. Yeah, I'm going to start the quarterback as well. Great performance. Uh, you know, two, two weeks in a row, good performance. Going to bench the wide receivers. Um, I think good bounce back, and it's good to see Nimrod and Thornton getting involved. And I'm going to have to cut the running backs, and the only reason for that is we are used to it at this point. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, today is National Cinnamon Day. Start, bench, cut these cinnamon – Products: cinnamon rolls, cinnamon toast crunch, or French toast. Cut them all. What? I don't like cinnamon. Oh my god! Almost it's a cinnamon. You don't like cinnamon. You don't like Taco Bell. What else don't you like? I don't. I know it's not pizza. I, it ain't. It's you. you. Don't like tacos. You not I like love pizza. Cinnamon. I mean, cinnamon is awesome. Almost it's a cinnamon. Listen, you start a good cinnamon roll. A real good cinnamon roll. You can't. I eat. smell cinnamon rolls. You bench the French toast because, oh my God, now I'm hungry. And for you, Spanky, I'm going to cut the cereal. Thank you. That that needs to be the last one, if anything. I'm going to start salmon rolls. I mean, phenomenal. If, like Spurs said, if they're cooked right, daggum. I don't like cinnamon. Bench, French toast. You know what? Bench Little Debbie cinnamon rolls. What? <laughs> That's not even on the list. Start, start that actually. 
That's where it's at. Little Debbie cinnamon buns. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's at. You don't like... Little Debbie was never in the discussion. You look like you go to Little Debbie every day. Uh, Y'all better destroy him on the door for doing this. Cut the cut the cereal. I don't I don't think I've ever ate cinnamon cinnamon toast crunch. What? To be honest with you. No. Well, I'm starting cinnamon to- cinnamon toast oh, yeah. crunch. I You're love a cereal it. guy though. I love cereal, and I'm gonna bench French toast, and I'm gonna cut the cinnamon rolls. I, I apologize. I don't think I've ever had them other than just right out of like the can though. So that might be my problem. Well, I'm gonna teach you a trick. Take the whole can and roll them together. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna try it soon. Okay. We we can do that. Uh, start bench cut. Which team is most likely to get upset? Alabama getting upset by LSU. Georgia getting upset by Missouri. Or Texas getting upset by Kansas State. Uh, I think uh, Georgia's more likely to get upset by Missouri. Like, that could be an SEC East championship game, really. Um, Hell no. SEC East that, championship? Oh, like, I see no. what you're saying. It, what? SEC, I, I think it could be, guys. No. I'm just saying. It could be. Because, look, if Georgia wins – They've won the East. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. What else they got to do? I'll, I'll explain that here. Just okay. Just, turn to talk. Okay. We got two losses. That, that means Georgia would have one. Or that means uh, Georgia don't have one when they, we beat them. So. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in just a minute. But uh, next, I think Bama getting upset by LSU. Like, look, that game, it could go 50-50. Never know with that one. And then uh, cut Texas and Kansas State. I – don't don't count out the Wildcats, but for the purpose of this one, start Texas Kansas State. It's the Big Twelve. I mean, this happens all the time with them kind of conference games. That's a good point. I mean, it happened this past week. Oklahoma Kansas. Look at that. Kansas State's not a. I mean, they're one of them teams that they'll win six, seven games a year, make a bowl game, but they'll always beat somebody like Texas and Oklahoma and take them out. Uh, bench. Hmm, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. Uh, bench, uh, Georgia and Missouri. Uh, Georgia's not like the strongest. Missouri's look pretty good. I don't see it happening, to be honest with you. But uh, and cut Alabama LSU. I don't see Alabama losing to LSU. I just don't. I think Alabama is actually a very strong team at the moment, especially in the second half. I'm going to start. Georgia and Missouri. I think Missouri has a very good chance of beating Georgia. Georgia's going to come into Knoxville in two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, in November 17th with at least one loss. They play Missouri, then they play Ole Miss. Georgia is losing one of those two games. I think it's more likely to be Missouri just because of the fact of Ole Miss. Like, until Lane Kiffin can, like, really win that big marquee game, that being said, Georgia's going to come into Neyland Stadium with one loss. They're getting beat. When Tennessee England. beats Missouri next week, we will have two SEC losses. Then we're putting a second SEC loss on Georgia. And that puts us in a three- to four-way tie with Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee, and Florida. And by the tiebreaker rules, we have them all. If that happens. Well, I hope that does happen for our sake. But, my God, does that hurt the uh, SEC in the playoffs uh, chances just a little bit. Uh, they'll put them in there. I, that being I, said, I'm going to I'm gonna bench – uh, Texas and Kansas State. I'm going to cut LSU. Bama, I think uh, Nick Saban is going to outcoach uh, LSU by far. And his family. 
Yeah, I'm going to start Bama getting upset by LSU. Uh, Kelly, Kelly's just got something for saving, it, it seems like. I, I would have started Georgia uh, and Missouri, but I just want to see it. Georgia's going to be pissed off about that, like they did with us yeah. last year whenever we got the number one ranking over them. And Georgia's going to end up Worst pulling, game pulling it off. It's in Georgia. It's okay. in Georgia. So it'll be loud and they'll be, well, their speakers will be loud. Their speakers, their speakers, hey, I'll tell you, I, hey, does, I, does Georgia got louder speakers in Alabama? Yes. yes. Really? Because yep. Alabama speakers were impressive. Georgia's got speakers like every 10 feet, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they tell you it's 130 decibels, and, it, and, and it, the only people standing up is like four fans. Yeah, Kentucky, they were saying it, his, his hitting like 120, and it'd be like the band play in the halftime. Did, uh, <laughs> did Kentucky every time, did they get fired up every time they got a first down more than they did a touchdown? Go buy your groceries at Co- Kroger. That's basically what they tell you to do. They play yeah. a loud song in Vanderbilt plays, I think. Vanderbilt plays? Um, yeah, I'm going to bench Texas getting beat by Kansas. I, I think it's very possible that that's going to be my cut. Uh, way too early prediction. How far can Rick Barnes take this Tennessee basketball team this year? Elite Eight, Final Four, or National Championship? I'm going to go with start. I'm going to go with Final Four because um, I think I think that's a good step for our program right now It's to get to a Final Four. National Championship would be nice, but I just don't think that's in the cards this year. Uh, elite eight still would still be impressive. Go to the elite eight, but national championship. I'm going to, have to cut it. I'm sorry. I know it's going to piss everybody off, but look, guys, we we got to learn. If one thing is for sure that we learned this football season, if you set high expectations, you're likely to get heartbroken. So let let's just go ahead and just get that out of the way, everybody. Why are you such a Debbie Downer over there? I'm not being Debbie Downer. Like I don't know. I'm tired of hearing it all off season. Everybody's like. Oh, my God, like, this has been the worst year ever. No, it ain't. Lost two games. Just because everybody had a high expectation, a high standard, don't mean it's a bad year. I'm just messing with you. I do think – I think uh, – I honestly – I'm going to say a lead eight, just how the fact the NCAA tournament is wild. You never know what's going to happen. Somebody like no, – look, last year – I mean, it's every year. I mean, every year. Wichita State, Villanova, St. Mary's, Xavier – Creighton, heck, Tennessee Tech, come out there. And Bobby do Black University of the South. You never know, man. We could have Loyola, Maryland come out there and do something for all I know. So uh, I'm going to say Elite Eight just because of the crazy madness that can happen. Wait a minute. Is it happening in March? So it must be March Madness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm, I'm going to bench. I'm going to. so good. Yeah, I'm so good. I'm, I'm good at everything. I'm going to bench. National championship because if we do make it as far as the final four, we are going to the championship, no doubt about it. So cut the final four. Guys, read the question. It says, "How far can, can. Rick Barnes take?" I got this it team? circled too. It says, "Can can Tennessee has a national championship caliber team this year? Uh, they look good. They're deep. They're very very deep. We can win a national championship. That's not saying we will. Team is That's loaded. saying we can. So I'm going to start. We can win a national championship. I'm going to bench a Final Four because we can win a national championship. We're certainly making a Final Four, and I'm cutting the Elite Eight. I think we're better than the Elite Eight this year. Spur is 100% correct. How far can Rick Barnes take this team? And the team is loaded. So the correct order is going to be starting national championship, benching the Final Four, and cutting the Elite Eight. It is March Madness, though. It gets wild, so you never know. Uh, Last one, start, bench, cut. These famous people born in Tennessee – Johnny Knoxville, Bill Belichick, or Justin Timberlake? Uh, started. It's Johnny Knoxville. 
His last name's after the best city in the state. Um, like, duh. And uh, then next is Bill Belichick. Probably. What are you trying to say about Cofield? You're saying Knoxville's better. Well, Cofield's a town. Not a city. There's not a city hall in Cofield. No, I'll give him that. There's no city hall. It's still, it's a city. No, it's no, a town. No city don't have it already. Just because you're the mayor don't mean nothing, buddy. Calm down. <laughs> um, but uh, B, probably the, the best coach, uh, NFL coach of all time, Bill Belichick. I know he's not doing too well right now. But, um, and then C, he's just trending. Timberlake. Like, no. You're cutting Timberlake? Yeah, no. Oh, man. cut him. I'm starting Johnny Knoxville. Cry me a river, Spanky. He's, Johnny Knoxville is, is one of my favorites. You know, he's. He always makes people laugh. He's, he's out of his own pain. Yeah, out of his own pain. Undefeated at WrestleMania. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bench uh, Justin Timberlake because I'm not a Bill Belichick fan. He can be cut. Oh. As you see, it says famous people. Famous people. So we're going to wank him. He, he, he's going too much into it. Look, you've got him with Just, the whole can more, more, thing. More, he's going to read every word now. More people knows Justin Timberlake than all these other two combined. Oh That's probably a very good point. So. Start him. It, uh, the question's not which one of these people is the most famous. It says start bench cut these famous people. Yeah, and Justin Timberlake is very well known. It, it's, but it's, that's it's not a, the question. It's, it's, got, a pretty, it, it's a pretty broad. He's got he's got good music. You don't like Justin? They're all three famous. We're mad? not saying who the most famous is. Did he say something about Taylor Swift? Was, are you mad about that? No, I don't even like get, Taylor Swift. My Broncos he, beat he the probably fighting said something bad about Dion. Oh, Dion. Oh. He did walk in with a hood on his head. He did. It's cold. You look know it's look cold. at me. It ain't even cold ain't right even... now. Uh, I'm going to start drawing off. Oh, I'm so apologize. He, ne- he never got through. It's your birthday and I'm interrupting you. This is bullshit. Bench, uh, uh, bench uh, Bill Belichick. Greatest coach in NFL history. And cut Johnny Knoxville. I love Jackass. That's a great movie. It's it's a great TV show. Of course, Banky needs to go. He'd make a good. He'd make a good character on there. They'd, they'd have him up in the speedo, running up down Japan, <laughs> <laughs> the body oil. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start drawing Knoxville. I think he's awesome. Uh, I, I like. I actually like his acting too. too. Uh, I'm gonna bench Justin Timberlake. Good all the way around. And I love the the movie Trouble with the Curve with Clint Eastwood. I think that's a great movie. It is a good movie. Anything with Clint Eastwood is awesome. And I'm gonna cut Bill Belichick because. Uh, Hell with Bill Belichick. Uh, let's hit the comment box real quick. There's probably a lot on here because we've kind of. Yeah, there is a lot. Let's see. Mr. Jones says cinnamon toast crunch. James Fair says start cinnamon roll uh, from scrambled Jake's in Knoxville. That sounds like a plan to me. Does. Do the French just call French toast? Toast. That's for Mr. Jones. Uh, Josh Jackson says Ciro is the goat. Let's see. Yeah, Alma says uh, Georgia still has Ole Miss as well, so he he's he's probably possibly counting a loss there. Mr. Jones at LSU beating Bama is more likely than UGA losing to Missouri. He says Brian Kelly has Saban's number. Uh, Alma says Mizzou it will not beat Georgia at home, unfortunately. Let's see. Josh Jackson says his ears are still ringing from last weekend. Yeah, it, it was loud hearing about Kroger's groceries. I'm upset, though, because we can't really make that joke no more. No, because we got Food City now. At least it's on our football team, though. Yeah. 
Food City Center at Thompson Bowling <laughs> Arena. Uh, hey, Food City got good chicken tenders. Alma says Barnes can take them as far as they want to go, but it's called March Madness. Madness, not March. Uh, nothing surprising happens. He says uh, setting high expectations of believing in your team are two different things. Basketball, get a natty, followed by baseball, then football, trifecta. That would be crazy. Awesome. We're good enough to do it. Uh, I'm going to say these start in the vol, daddy. On which one? Famous people. People born probably. in Tennessee? I appreciate that. Let's see. Put Spanky chasing wee man around town in his, under- <laughs> in his underwear. In the Who said that? <laughs> in the punishment bowl. Who said that? <laughs> Alma on uh, YouTube. I seen the Vol Daddy go to shout out on Twitter by Austin B this week. I did. Austin's a man. We we got to see him uh, in Kentucky. Marty Allen Cox says, "Go Vols." Corbin loves Monster Energy. Yeah, he likes. Uh, he likes other drinks too. He likes the Monster Energy with a little bit of uh, kick to it. Ain't that right, Corbin? Yeah, that's six percent. We appreciate we appreciate you, Marty. Uh, thank you all for listening. To uh, start bench cut, a very fun segment and one of my personal favorites. We have our second main talking point of the day next. We're going to answer some tough questions about this Tennessee football team. Stick around. We have our giveaway coming. We'll preview Tennessee's next opponent, UConn, and we'll put your skills to the test with Spurs predictions. Stick with us. ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call for all of your concrete finishing needs. Driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more. They can do it all. No job is too big. No job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today, 865-360-6176. Residential or commercial. That's ZNN Concrete, 865-360-6176. All right, and we're back next. We've got our second main talking point of the day presented by Trident HydroClean. Uh, thank you for sponsoring this segment, Jacob Haney. Uh, we're back. Um, we're live on Facebook and YouTube. Share this out for us with your friends. Big giveaways coming up soon, and you're not going to want to miss the duel. It should be very entertaining tonight, and it is listener voted. Uh, Joe Milton, in my opinion, played great versus Kentucky. Uh, I thought he played very well versus Alabama as well. Does Joe keep trending starting, you know, starting this week? I hope so. And that's the one thing, too, that's uh, exciting and good about the game of football. But um, what? <laughs> I got it. Well, sorry, pal. Um, but, yeah, like I hope so because um, in football, momentum is the most deadly and lethal thing ever. It can either be good for you or it could be very bad for you. So let's hope we can keep the right momentum. Well, I have wrote down, I hope so. <laughs> Joe was never one to not appear confident, but I think his running ability has opened up more for us down the field as well. Uh, you know, I'm questioning, was Joe hurt early on in the year? You know, he took a real shot against Austin Peay early on, and we didn't see him run for several weeks until just recently. Uh, you know, we need to have this Joe Milton next week and a week after for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a prediction right now that uh, Joe runs all over him and uh, he has a fantastic game. Keep the mo- He's going to keep the momentum going and we'll go into the next week and we're just going to have all that momentum back-to-back games on our side. Yeah, I think he does. I think we'll see another great week uh, to boost Joe's confidence. I think uh, I think he's going to be fine versus Missouri as well. Um, 
let's just get him kind of let's get him his confidence going, you know, especially when Georgia comes to town. Uh, how big was this win versus Mark Stoops Kentucky Wildcats? We beat Mark Stoops every time we play him, so you know it's uh, whatever. We only lost Kentucky three times in our life, so it's the Kitty Cats Kentucky. Yeah, whatever. No, but in, in, you know, in all seriousness, it was a it was a big win on the road for this volunteer team. In a yeah, we needed it. I do believe Missouri is a bigger game just this season. However, I try to tell y'all that start the year. Can't hear you, bub. I tried to tell y'all that start the year. Had that Missouri game circled, everybody. You already went back on it. I'll um, come back to it. I'm just saying, everybody. Uh-huh. I said start the year. I, I didn't. I didn't tell you. What I said at the middle of the year. Corbin, how big was this win? Uh, it's pretty big. I mean, it's Kentucky. It's a big win for us, though. Honestly, from the way we played all season, it's a uh, Kentucky like, killed Florida. They did beat Florida, didn't they? They beat the beat the brakes off of them. I forgot about that. I mean, it's a, it's a good win, but I mean, it's Kentucky. I mean, we beat them every time, but for the way we played, yes, this is this is this is a confidence boost in my mind. Like coming off that what happened with Alabama, and now we got UConn coming up, we got Missouri coming up, then and Georgia's coming up. Like we we need the momentum to keep going. And, you know, Luke. I seen some Kentucky fans just lose their absolute minds. I was that game. It, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was beautiful. It was they, bad. They cannot take losing to Tennessee for nothing. It, we, you we think are, they'd be used to it? You think they'd be used to it? But my God, some some meltdowns on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere. It, it's beautiful. Yeah, a solid win. Uh, a road game, then we struggled on the road. So I mean, Kentucky's good. They're Kentucky. I mean, we own them, but they're still a good football team. Uh, what do you want to see Tennessee improve on this week versus UConn? Well, let's blow UConn out and let's get that secondary out there and improve them. Yeah, I, I have wrote down two things: stay healthy. That's that's yep. my main one for me. <laughs> yep. Is is let's not have any injuries, and I want to see us do some man to man coverage in the secondary. Uh, let's try some things that we've not really done well this season. Let's let's use this game as a practice game. Um, let's get some guys in that ain't played a whole lot this year. Give them some reps. Uh, coming up with this tough stretch we got, and like Spurs said, just stay healthy. I do not want to see a Jackson Ross fake punt this week. No, no. De- de- definitely not. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for Georgia or maybe Missouri or Vanderbilt. Never know. Why not? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I want to see play calling confidence change. I want to see us be aggressive. Uh, and well, I'll I, tell you, you, ain't gonna see it this week. This is gonna be vanilla. And I want to see. Uh, it don't need to be. Uh, I want to see us play four quarters, and I want to see more passing game confidence. I want to see 42, 42 points in the first half. Yeah, yeah, I want to see just just pure domination. We uh, need to give it to the University of UConn for all them years of pain and sorrow that they put I us. I want to see Navy Schuler play football this week. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Tennessee's passing defense struggled versus Kentucky. How concerned are you with this Tennessee passing defense? Very much so, but uh, like I said earlier, it was a bend but don't break. You know, we played a lot of zone defense. Kentucky took advantage of it. Uh, we did limit them inside the red zone especially. Yeah, I'm not – I'll be honest, I'm not really too concerned. I think we've played pretty good this year on defense, so. I think we got to rush more than three and four at times. Uh, yeah. Hadden is out, that's hurting, and zone's that's not – That's a big part of this it. Zone, this, this soft zone's not going to cut it, uh, just nonstop. Um 
in my opinion. Uh, how concerning is Tennessee's red zone offense and, and how conservative we are in the red zone? It, it's very concerning because, look, our special teams goes good because we make them do good. Um, our field goal unit and does good because – and our punt unit does good because our offense is making them do good, making them earn their keep. And we really shouldn't do that. Like, you know, I'm not trying to toot a horn here, but there was a stat I saw this weekend by Mr. Greg Anton that uh, Cofield Middle School football did not punt not once all year long. And, like, I wish that was the case for uh, – You're spanky over to- tooting his own horn. I'm not tooting my own horn. Look, our special teams coordinator, look, the punt team was ready, everybody. I can promise you that. We were ready. We were just Turn never given that opportunity. Again, letting everybody know what he coaches. Um, but I think we do need to be a little more. I'm not saying rolling the dice, but need to need to let our balls hang out just a little bit in the red zone. Let your balls hang out. Let your I, balls I, hang out. I bought this. Uh, I bought this. Bought this up to Luke during the game this past Saturday because Alabama. It was a thing, and then Kentucky. It become a thing in Kentucky. Like every time we get in the red zone. It, it's just we play we just play standard standard play and kick a field goal. It's like we get down there and we stall out. It's what we do. We do we get down there and we stall out. It's what happens, and we need to improve that a ton. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we can't do that against Georgia. I, I'm very I'm very concerned with it. Um, we we talked about it all year a little bit, you know, off and on, but it's not getting fixed, and um, it's start it's starting to trend right now. We're we're way too conservative. It's like we get there and it's like. Yeah, it's 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 a hard one because you yeah. know, we're not turning the ball over inside the red zone, but at the same time we're leaving points out there. Uh, I think we need to turn up the aggression and start it this week. I agree, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad if it's fourth and five inside the twenty and Josh Hypo goes for it this week. You know what you call it? Let's let's, let's make those pressure plays. I mean, if, if we're gonna, if we're gonna, it's you know, time for Nico this week. It, just a little bit more. Lose, then I mean, lose being aggressive. It's it's not just that. It, it, it's, it, the play calling's aggravating me, mm-hmm. honestly. It is. It, it's way too soft. Um, let's hit the AP poll. Uh, whatever needs to be said, we'll hit five in a row. One Georgia, two Michigan, three Ohio State, four Florida State, and five Washington. Uh, Any comments? Florida State deserves it. Washington is really good. Awesome. Michigan? Michigan? Michigan, Michigan's going to be – like everything going on, they're, they're going to end up losing and having a really bad end of the season, just saying. I think he'll play itself out that top four. I do too. I think Washington will end up in the top four. Yeah. That Ohio um, that Ohio State-Michigan will – and every year it decides the top four right there, just that game alone. Um, but, yeah, like Corbin said. Now, I was shocked to see Ohio State number one. I really was. Yeah, they've been in more battle-tested games than Georgia and Michigan. Now, Florida State, I don't like the Seminoles, but I'll tell you, like, they're the real deal. I'll give it to them. Yeah, you said Colorado was too, Spanky. (laughs) They're a first-year team, man. They're coming. Look, they're going to get a whole new offensive line. It's going to take care of everything. They're going to be somewhere else. It's (laughs) – they come, and then one day when he's at, whenever he's at Tennessee, y'all are just gonna worship the ground he walks on. So I bet five when he comes to Tennessee, he he dominate here. Fifteen years from now, when Josh Apple's gone, Apple has to retire first. Five national championships later, here comes Dion. But Ohio State, they had, I mean, some of their wins does not distinct what 
what what they played in that game, honestly. Like Indiana, I know, like Indiana, they won by like what twenty points or something. Forty, what forty one, forty two to twenty or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. In the fourth quarter, it was a three point ball game. Uh, six, Oregon, they move up two spots, and then seven, you've got Texas. Eight, Alabama, they move up one spot. Nine, Penn State, they move up one spot, and Oklahoma is at number 10. They drop four spots. I think they probably should have dropped a little bit farther. I love how Oklahoma State top 10, they lost freaking Kansas. Yeah. Hey, but look, Kansas is not the typical Kansas. They're improving a lot. Yeah, but they're uh, getting better. Kansas beat Kentucky. You you would never. I look at Kansas like I look at Vanderbilt. That that's the Vanderbilt. Well, look, you can't base you can't twelve. You can't base teams off their past success. You can only base them off their success what they're doing this year. So Vanderbilt's going to be good next year. Is what you're saying? No, like I'm, I'm talking about next year. I'm talking about you can't discredit a team for what they've done in the past. Like talk about what they're doing this year. Kansas, Kansas is not Kansas doing bad. Good last year. They were, and they're not. And look, that coach has them on the right track. Like I get it, you know, name wise. Oh my God, they lost to Kansas. But so you're saying Oklahoma's a top ten team? No, I, that's what I'm trying to say. But I'm not saying you know you're saying that, that Kansas place. is just like dog crap. They're, they're top fifteen team, but I don't you got think. people here saying, "Oh, Kansas is dog crap." No, they're not. Kansas, I just look at Kansas a certain way. I always will. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's like Vanderbilt. Like if Vanderbilt could have a nine win season, I'm still going to look at Vanderbilt the same exact way I've always looked at them. So Spanky's on the Colorado train. He's, he's a, a damn, he's a damn Jayhawk too. He's a Buffalo and a Jayhawk. Who won that fight, Spanky? I don't know. It'd make a better baby than what your mama came out with you. <laughs> Duel's going to be fun. 11, Ole Miss, they move up one spot. Notre Dame moves up two spots to 12. LSU moves up two spots to 13. Uh, Missouri moves up two spots to 14. And Louisville moves up three spots to 15. Nothing to complain about. Yeah, whatever. I think Notre Dame is overrated still. Yeah, it's Notre Dame. Um, At least they've played some of a schedule. Yeah, we're going to play a top 15 team in Missouri. Of, well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, 16, Oregon State, they drop five spots. Air Force moves up two spots to 17. Utah drops five spots to 18. Tennessee moves up two spots. UCLA moves up three spots to number 20. Um, what do you think about Tennessee at 19? You know, it is what it is. Uh, I think if we take care of our business the next three weeks, we'll mm-hmm. be back in that top 12 discussion. Uh, we win against Missouri and Georgia. We're easily back in the top 12. My my interest, I still like Air Force. You know, it, great to see one of the academy schools doing so well. Uh, yeah, uh, do they play in any kind of conference? I, I don't even know. Uh, I should know. I don't think they're in a conference. Group, is it a group of five? So. It's, they, hard, it's, it's hard to tell conference. Everybody switches a conference yeah, every year. You can't keep up with it. Like you used to, you know whoever was where, but anymore, Air Force would be Mountain West and it'd be Big 12, then they'd be WAC. WAC don't even exist no more. Then <laughs> the WAC. The WAC. Uh, 21 Tulane, they move up one spot. 22 Kansas. 23 James Madison, they move up two spots. 24 you've got USC. Then 25 you've got Kansas State. Well, congrats, James Madison. They've only been Division One FBS for like, what, three or four years now. And they was really good in the FCS level, and now they're ranked undefeated, mm-hmm. just higher, like Air Force. They're ranked higher than USC. Let's, let's mention that. That's right. And uh, what a downfall for USC. And uh, Caleb Williams has actually fallen from the number one draft prospect in the NFL. If, if I was him, I'd just sit out the rest of the year before it gets any worse for him. Oh, so you're that guy. No, I, well, I'm this just saying for his sake. Games, it's spanky. I'm just saying if I was him, I, I'd get out I of town. He's stubbed his toe, and he's probably going to be out for three weeks. He probably will. Are you being serious? You know, you know like <laughs> no. if 
Look, and this is how it is in today's where well, kid goes to the doctor for uh, injury or anything. He's out two weeks automatically. He's got a new tattoo on his knuckles, and he's glad to sit out. Now, look, that was the AP poll, everybody. That wasn't the um, the playoff poll, whatever. What did they have us at yesterday? 17. 17. Let's hit the comment box real quick before we uh, get to the duel. Let's see. Mr. Jones on YouTube, YouTube says Joe Mentum. I like it. Uh, Jeff Hensley says, I think Joe's willingness to run is what takes what it takes for this offense to succeed. 100% agree with you, Jeff, there. Um, it, it We've seen it against Bama, and then we kind of stopped doing it in the second half, and I think that hurt us a lot. Yeah, Jeff also says it. Red zone, third and two, and fourth and short. Keep the offense spread out. We have a better advantage that way. I, I agree with that. I, I, it, uh-huh. it, it killed me to see us bunch in on fourth and one and then snap. Especially yeah, it's, it's obvious. Yeah, you're just you're changing everything that's working. Yeah, keep us spread out. We're going to gain a yard, two yards, three yards. We run our offense the way we're supposed to. Yeah, Jeff also asked which freshman will stand out this Saturday, Nico, Selden, or Gibson, someone oh, Nico. else. I like Nico. Do you think are – you, are you at the point – might be – I know it's opinionated, but are you at the point to where you redshirt Nico? Or you play Nico? I, I'm going to play Nico. I am too. I don't think Nico's a, a five-year quarterback here. I agree. He, he is definitely not a five-year quarterback with us. He ain't going to last that long. I'm going to say Nico too, but I would like to see Selden. I think Selden I don't know. With that much money he's getting paid, if I see him, I'd stay. He can make that much money now and go make triple in the NFL just to be on like a practice squad. Well, why do that when you can be the king of campus? Uh, Alma says we're super limited in the red zone because it takes away from the deep field and we don't use the middle. I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't use yep. the middle. I mean, I just want to see a damn slant pass. Well, <laughs> just one. Just, yeah, just one. Uh, is Ohio State the worst eight and O Power Five team of all time? I would say overall, like in, in history. No, no. no there've been worse. Huh. I don't know. I, I would say they're up there. I mean, I don't know. I'm an Ohio State hater though. Um, Mr. Jones says Kansas is flat as a pancake from one end to the other. There should be a 20 mile drop. Kansas proves flat earth. Oh, God. Here we go. I shouldn't have read that one. I shouldn't have read that one. I almost said Spanky is a Buffalo Wild Wing. Not sure what that means. All right. So he's got the. I like wings. He's got the Jayhawk wing and the Buffalo. There we go. The Buffalo Wild Wing. I guess that's what he's getting at. That's what he's getting at. Spanky's a creature, I'll tell you that. I am. All right, thank you all for listening to our second main talking point of the day. We still have a lot to talk about. We have predictions, giveaway instructions, but next we have the duel. This is listener voted, and it's very entertaining, so stick with us. Please share this out, and uh, y'all get to voting on who you think is going to win the duel. It's my birthday, so vote for me. I love everybody. Oh, my God, you're a kiss ass. All right, we'll be right back. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815.
All right, and we're back. Next, we've got the duel. The duel is presented by Premier Excavation. Corbin, Spur, and Spank will battle out over a few tough questions. The winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some hardware to drag with them as well. Uh, Spank's a champ. Let's see what happens. Champ, champ. I'm going to take that belt just like I'm going to take your girlfriend at the bonfire this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son. Hey, you won the belt by playing rock, paper, scissors. Hey, look, a I win is scissor, a win. So. Okay, a win's a win. Don't matter how you get it, buddy. I'm just fired up for you. You going to take Michelle from him? Oh, shoot. Rachel? Sarah? Shut Samantha? up. Oh, I think it's Lindsay. Shut up. Oh. Shut up. Y'all won't get me in trouble. Hey, go. Shut up. It's either Lindsay or Sydney. I can't remember. Shut up. Y'all won't get me in trouble. All right. This is, uh, this is listener voted. So there's five questions. Let us know in the comments. It's John, isn't it? Who wins the door? I could see it being a man's name. Randy? That's my dad's I heard name. it's Joe, Joe Kazana. Uh, yeah. uh, hey, Kirk Kazana. Kirk. It's Kirk. Okay. You like? Oh, my gosh. I, I can't do that to Coke. Keep, keep, Coke, Coke's keep the man. Coke is the man. He's the hey, man with look, the plan. Look, re- I'd rather you talk about me than not talk about me, because that means I must be doing something right. Coke Kazana is the man with the plan that gets harder goals than Spanky can. <laughs> oh, how long did it take you to figure out that nursery rhyme? All right, let's get started. Question number one. Who's your top four teams in college football right now? Rank them one to four. To me, um, I've always said it. I know they've shown weak spots all year long, but to be the man, you got to beat the man. Georgia's going to be number one. Number two for me, I know I don't like them, and I hate the Seminoles with a passion, but I'm going with Florida State. They've shown all year long why they are one of the top teams this year in college football. And for me, number three, a team who is everybody's favorite with a quarterback who should be at Tennessee leading us to some heights right now under Heifel. But I'm going with Washington. And then at number four, I'll go with the team. Not everybody's favorite, but they've been in some big-time games this year. And, yeah, they've slacked in some lower-end games, but I'm going with Ohio State. All right, Spike. It's not too bad, not too bad. But you know what? The number one team in the country and the best team so far this year, they've allowed only 10 points against them one time all year. And they've dominated every game they've been in. They might be stealing signs, but Michigan has been the best team all year long. Bar none, I believe. I got them number one. Number two, to beat a man, you got to beat the man. But I don't believe Georgia is the man this year. So I got Georgia at number two. Number three, as much as I hate Ohio State, Ohio State has two ranked wins, one against Notre Dame and another one against a top ten team at Penn State. A very impressive win against Penn State. Their defense looks great. So I had to put Ohio State at number three as much as I hate it. Number four, I'll go with Washington. Just like you said, Michael Phoenix, the quarterback that should be at Tennessee, has been lights out. I see Washington making the playoffs. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, number one, I mean, I'll go with Spanky, Georgia, until they get beat. I can't say they're not number one, to be honest with you. That's just that's just the facts. I mean, they've not lost in, what, two and a half years, something like that. But number two, oh, Damn. I love what Florida State's been doing. I think they're the second best team in the nation, honestly. Number three, give it Ohio State. They're going to beat Michigan. They are going to beat Michigan. And they're going to sneak. I still got Michigan beating them three years in a row. Nope, it's not going to happen. Ohio State's going to sneak in there. I'm telling you. And number four, you call me crazy. 
And they rank like number nine right now. Well, go ahead. Alabama. Alabama. Nick Saban is going to go on a run in Alabama. <laughs> and Nick Saban can go to the college football. Well, hey, he hey. lost the belt tonight. Oh, my God. No, it, you heard that, people, my Lord. And look, his answers take longer than Grandpappy's pill working. Like, my Lord, son, be confident about your answers and shoot them out. I am confident about And it. quit shooting blanks like Grandpappy. Come Al- on now. Alabama is going to make it. They are going to make it. <laughs> I do like the Alabama answer. I'm not going to lie. They, they are going to make it. I thought about it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, look at it. I mean, I mean, I don't like it, but I like it. Like, Sa- Saban's going to find a way this year, and he's going to get in there. And that's just facts. You you asked who the top four teams going to make the playoffs, right? Like top four teams right now, and who's going to make? They'd it. have to beat Georgia in the championship. It's going to be Alabama's going to make it into the playoffs, and you mark them words right now. November first, two thousand twenty-three. <laughs> mark them words. Alabama will make it in there. Alabama's not making the playoffs. They're not going to win the ACC championship. Mm. Period. They're just not going to. No. What if what if Tennessee wins out, Georgia loses two, then we beat Bama in the SEC oh, championship? Don't get me excited. Be great revenge right there. Question number two: Who is the MVP for Tennessee football so far this season? To me, it, if I had to give one, I know he doesn't get the. Uh, God right, I just I just, it's Cooper Mays. There's, there's Cooper too many. Mays on that offensive line is Tennessee's MVP. That's you couldn't one. spit it out. Like Corbin couldn't spit it out earlier, so I'm going to go with it. Cooper Mays, since he's come in, uh, has been a completely different team. Yeah. So Tennessee's <laughs> MVP right now is Cooper Mays in the center there in the offense. To me, if I had if I had to give one to an MVP, even though he went down with an injury, I think it's Brew McCoy. Like – the offense has struggled without Brew. And, like, he was he was the key piece to that receiving core. Like, if you look at the offense pro, uh, production when he went down to compared to when he was in, it's like night and day difference. And, like, I get he cannot finish the year for us, but he's still there. Like, he's there as much as he can proving, uh, and cheering on his teammates. So, I'm going to give it to Brew. Jalen Wright. Jalen Wright, that's a, that's a good one. He's gonna, he, and he's, gonna, he's fixing to go on run, too. Number one running back in the SEC. Yep. Even though I do like Spurs. And again, and I again, do like Spurs. We, we talk about stats all the time, and offensive line don't get stats. But the fact remains that Tennessee was a different team the moment that Cooper Ace took that field. I do, and I do agree with you, and I do appreciate that answer. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the answers in this order. Uh, are NASCAR drivers? Athletes. Oh, here's question your question, Corbin. This is all you Go NAS- ahead. I don't ahead. Now, I are, got my opinion. Are NASCAR drivers athletes? Yes, they are. They are athletes. I mean, they get in that. Everybody thinks it's simple. And they just ride around. They do not do that. They fight that car all day long. I've been on a NASCAR track in a NASCAR car. What are they on, fighting? I've been on the NASCAR track with a NASCAR driver in a Mustang before. What are they fighting? And, and every time you get in the damn car. I get in there, and you go around that track. That track is bumpy, rough as hell, 180 miles. So are the roads of Petros. <laughs> like, my Lord. They, like, do you know the definition of an athlete? The the Google definition of an athlete. You think a they, person who is skilled in a competitive field of events and a person in other sports for, uh, doing a physical activity. What does the physical activity have to do with driving? I already know I'm not going to get a microphone between those two, but... NASCAR drivers are absolutely athletes. 100% they are. You don't even you, let me finish my damn statement over you here. Don't because see, it's going to take us 20 minutes. You don't see 340-pound NASCAR drivers or race car drivers. It just doesn't happen. 
It's insanely hot inside those cars. 130 degrees inside them cars. You wear all that gear and you go 500 miles. And a left turn! At 180 miles an hour with 3,000 pound cars within three inches of your car. It's incredible what those drivers can do. I'm not a big NASCAR fan personally, but the adrenaline has got to be absolutely insane. Hey, Spanky, is NASCAR on ESPN? Yes. All right. So, so is dang you know ping pong. You know what? So is cornhole. Cornhole players are athletes. Professional athletes are, are professional wrestlers are athletes. Yes, because they're doing something physical. Except, except, what is physical right, about driving a car? If driving a car is physical, then I could go out and I could be an athlete because I can drive a dang car. You said it right because you're not a professional wrestler. You're retired. I am retired. You wouldn't make it five minutes in a NASCAR car. I probably wouldn't. All right, please. You couldn't even fit inside a damn NASCAR car. I probably couldn't. You probably couldn't even spell NASCAR if you wasn't there every weekend. I will tell you this. And tonight. Tell us. <laughs> you're going to talk to me now. I'm done. I'm waiting <laughs> <laughs> to see what you're telling us. The f- Listen, okay? The G-forces in them cars, they set in them cars for four hours at a time. 130 degrees is uh, usually on a hot day is what it gets with the fire. Hey, it ain't my fault they don't want to put an AC in there. You don't. You're not a car guy, so you don't put air conditioning in there. My God, man! Anybody here that's watching this, that's a watches dirt track racing, NASCAR racing, it don't matter what. Oh yeah, don't get on that Waltberg Speedway now. Oh ee, buddy, buddy, buddy. They know what it takes to be a race car driver. It ain't nothing simple. Like you think, you just get in there and drive around. You don't just get in there and drive around. It ain't nothing but so. It ain't nothing circles like you think it is. It's hard work. (laughs) It's hard work. I've seen NASCAR drivers do a backflip after they win. That takes athleticism. That right will. That does take. I do like the backflips. Yeah. I like when they shotgun the beers after they win because they're bad and sons of bitches. <laughs> where, where do they pee? In the fire suit. Okay. That dedication right there. All right, y'all done with, with question three. Spanky, uh, Spanky would have to get out and squat. He'd have to take a break in the middle of the race and get out and squat. Yeah, you got to take a big old you know, deuce right in know, the middle of that more track. More athletes are a pit crew, because that, that takes some... Hey, I'll give the pit crew guys at least some love. Like, my lord, like, you, you'd think the driver would get out, you know, help them out. <laughs> hey, like, my lord, Corbin, won't the driver get out and help them? You know, like, 75% of NASCAR pit crews is actually, like, retired NFL players and stuff like that? Yeah, because they got to pick up them heavy tires and move them. If, That's I, an athlete right I, there. I, I think it's, like, 75% is, like, retired from the NFL and stuff like that. College athletes that didn't make it and all that. Question four. Do you agree with Ohio State being the number one seed in the college football playoff? No. No. It's just plain simple. No, I don't. Yeah, they have uh, the two top 25 wins, but no. I If you're going to base it off that, like, the, the AP poll, you never know who's going to be in the top 25 each week. Like, to me, if you're just going to go off field of work, I think it's Georgia, like I said, to beat a man, beat the man. But you could easily see Florida State being up there. You know, the fact remains is that it, this is a computer-generated poll, correct? Uh, mainly, I think I think so. Yeah, Ohio State has two top ten wins, uh, and nobody else has that. So that is probably why that they are ranked number one over Georgia or Florida State or Washington or anybody else. They they beat Notre Dame when Notre Dame was a top ten team. They beat Penn State when Penn State was ranked number seven. So I can see why the computer put them. At number one, do I agree that they're the best team in the country? Absolutely not. But at this time, they should be ranked number one. Part of the computer. 
No, I do not think they should be number one. Not at all. Top four, like I said, yes. I mean, I do think they'll beat Michigan. And they will – it's how it's going to work out. They're going to get a Big Ten team in there one way or another. And it's going to be Ohio State. All right, final one. Is water wet? <laughs> go on. Is water wet? Go on. I know. I know. Let, let's just go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you now. I don't want you to get all hot and bothered. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, hell no, it's not wet. That fish don't think it's wet that's swimming around in it. Oh I think it's, it, that, the fish thinks it's like normal life, like we are sitting out here. Are you wet without water? What happens when water gets on you? You become what? Wet. So, by definition, water is it's wet. Yeah, water is what makes you wet. This, this is dumber than your flat earth question. I mean, this, like, this is, this like is what kind of question is Like, water is, it's wet. It's just a question. You know, did you know water is the stickiest substance on the planet? Really? Water sticks on everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I cut a pine tree the other day. But I, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that thing, I picked it up, and it's sticky. It's all kind of, but, I thrown it over there. And it's but look, Corbin, you can make that thing all you want to about the fishes being wet underwater. Well, look here, the fish don't know what the air's like. People probably think, hey, up there, is there air up there? No, okay? Water is wet. Like, it don't matter. You can be under the water. Yeah, it's like, oh, look, them little wet drops are not on me. Then you come back up, and there they are. So water so wet? water don't make things a wet? Fish? Yes, water makes things wet. So what mm. you're saying is the fish doesn't think it's wet. Do you think a fish... I don't know. No one's talking about that. Does, does a fish think it's wet, though? I don't know what the hell a fish thinks. <laughs> it's a fish. Just because a fish and you have the brain, uh, same brain cells does not mean anything. His girlfriend's going to like him brain cells this weekend, ain't she? I want you to know you are an ugly What's person. What's her name? I want you Robin? <laughs> Robin. I had a babysitter named Robin one time. Is milk and cereal wet? Is it Julia? Juliet. I know. Never mind. Alma says the the water makes things wet. It's actually been proven, unlike the flat Earth. <laughs> Spur thinks the the Earth is flat. Josh Rack says Spur won this. Let us know in the comments who you think won the duel. Josh Jackson says, me and Luke sat in the car for eight hours the other day. Are we athletes? <laughs> you must be by, de by definition. Was it in Knoxville traffic or Atlanta traffic? Uh, that was Kentucky traffic. <laughs> it was probably more like six, seven hours, but point proven, I guess. Nine hours to Missouri, just so you know. Mr. Jones says water proves the flat earth. Yes. How? Spikey says how. How? It's, <laughs> it's sea level, not sea curve, you know. You put water in, in any kind of bowl or anything, it levels out. How's it going to curve around the earth? It just doesn't happen. Well, that's what the, the sphere around Earth is. It's keeping the water what, in. What would contain the water? Water must have a container. It's the gravity pull. The gravitational pull. The gravity pull. Yeah, it's keeping everything. Now, you want me to tell you what it is? Let me tell you why the earth like, is round. You know why? It's because of Jesus. You're going to argue against no, no. Jesus. It's Jesus holding it all together. He's got the world in his hands. That's exactly why the earth is flat. Go read your Bible. Just please show me in the Bible where it says the earth is flat. All right. 
<laughs> Mr. Jones says water is a leveling, leveling tool. The earth is 70% water. Sea level equals earth level. He, he's a smart man. He's got good facts. Bro. Justin Morrison says Samson will be one of the top five running backs all time at Tennessee. I hope so. That'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. That'd be good for us. All right. I think that was all. Let us know who won the duel, in your opinion, in the comments, please. We need some votes. So far, Spurs, Spurs win. We'll be right back. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got our keys of the game. Tennessee versus UConn this Saturday. Neyland Stadium, 12 o'clock kickoff. It will be homecoming. This game will air on SEC Network. Tennessee has a 97.7% chance to win, according to ESPN Analytics. Uh, Tennessee's a 36-point favorite to win. With that being said, let's get into our keys of the game. Let's start with offense. Uh, get the starters off the field early. Get them as many reps as they need to. Fix the adjustments you need to make. But get them off the field. Let's get some younger guys in. It's home. It's a home game. It's a homecoming. It's a let's go. Pretty simple. It's be consistent. Take a large lead early with the youngsters play. I got to get this comment so we don't miss it. Uh, Tyler Meredith says he's seen Spanky play softball one time, and that is definitely not the definition of an athlete. <laughs> hey, that's, that is not the definition of an athlete. It's called peak male performance. Look it up. Tyler, I still got to get with you. I've literally got your envelope sitting right here beside me. Uh, that's funny, though. Go ahead, Corbin. What are we talking about? Oh, Man, my geez. God. <laughs> Offensive keys of the game. Here, you won the damn thing probably. I'm going to take a piss. Jesus. I did win it. I did win it. I did win it. I'm going to put my phone away. <laughs> Offensive keys of the game. Just go out there and play your ball game, honestly. <laughs> Joe, just honestly, like I said, just get that connection. Keep that connection over the live receiving. Keep the running game going. Uh, don't get hurt. Bring the secondary in up so big and get them some experience. Take over the ball game. Yeah, start fast. I want to see us come out fast after the halftime, too, by four quarters. Uh, let's get the pass game going, and I want to see us be efficient in the red zone, be aggressive in the red zone. What about on defense? Stay healthy. Spanky left because he don't know what he's talking about. Stay healthy. Don't give UConn any hope. I want to see a shutout. I would love to see a shutout. Yeah, just uh, I don't think it'll be a shutout, I'll be honest with you. I think it'll be like they'll score at least like 10, 14 points, something like that. But uh, yeah, just uh, defensive line needs to play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to get after their ass. Uh, just no soft zone BS. Uh, we're better than they are. We've got better players. Just get after them. And uh, let's get some young bodies in. 
What about special teams? Any side notes? <clears throat> side notes there. Uh, my side notes is it's it's a sold out crowd for homecoming. Uh, we're wearing blue accents on our jerseys, so everyone come out, be loud, uh, be kneeling loud as we call it, and let's stay for four quarters. Let's, let's not leave early. Let's let's be there the whole game. Corbin, is it really? Uh, are we really gonna wear blue accents? Yes. No, we ain't. No, we, don't, we done it last year too. We're wearing blue socks for sure. The big blue are you socks. About ax- like accessories or yes. accent on the jersey? No, blue. They call it accents. It's the socks and the wristbands it's, and things. It's like accessories. That. Oh my god. Accent is the outline on the number. I think it'd be cool if we painted the end zone kind of. Just saying like what the definition it. is. Honestly, I think if uh, we check with the end zone like we usually do and just mm. put the blue outline and around the whole end zone all, and all of them, I think that'd be pretty cool. I think Hopple should wear a blue hat. Yeah, the special team just keep doing what we're doing. Hopefully we see uh, just some PATs and, and punt returns. Um, let's hit Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. Uh, we're going to change it up a little bit more this week like we did last week. What well, we got, Spur? Give me two seconds, Luke. We're going to pull it up. We have dumb laws in Connecticut. So this is some dumb laws that, that you can break in Connecticut. Uh, in Connecticut, it is prohibited people from paying, playing Scrabble while waiting for a politician to speak. So oh, no Scrabble while politicians are speaking. Dang it. Spanky, you need to listen to this one. A pickle is not officially a pickle unless it bounces. What? Well... Pickles, God, yep. I, I, I bit. Look, I bit into a pickle the other day. I, I went to McDonald's and asked them for two bacon McDoubles with no pickle and a McChicken. First, you eat the bacon McDouble with no pickle, then you eat the McChicken, then you eat the bacon McDouble. But I bit into a pickle and I about cussed. I was so mad. I hate pickles. I can't stand them with a passion. In Bloomfield, Connecticut, it is against the law to eat in your car. Oh, God. I, I'd been true. In, in Connecticut, you may not educate dogs. It is against <laughs> the law to educate dogs. However, I do have an idiot criminal in Connecticut as well. You want to hear it? I want to hear it. A drunk dad reported his kid missing, but he had just forgotten him at home. That's right. A dad in Connecticut called the cops to report his kid missing after he went to a grocery store and he wasn't in the car. Then he got back to his house and realized he just forgot the kid at home. <laughs> he was arrested <laughs> on several charges I would imagine so Also Robbers call bank ahead of time To tell them to put $100,000 in a bag Only to show up 10 minutes later With the cops waiting Yes that happened in Connecticut <laughs> How many more you guys Burr? We're good Good We got Man we've got We got to start talking more about the earth Because we got it rolling in on YouTube About uh the comments about the earth being flat. We're going to do a flat earth podcast before you know it. All right. Corbin has won the duel. Woo! Uh, <laughs> How'd he win the duel? Let's go. How'd he win the By duel? votes. That's what I'm talking about right here, right now. We had a, we had a tie, and Tyler Meredith voted for Corbin. Let's go all 
He says, you- everybody, I want, I want y'all to know, y'all just made his day. It's his birthday, everybody. <laughs> this is probably the best thing that he does in his life, and I'm very proud of him for it. Corbin, I, I, I am so proud of you, buddy. I'm glad that you get your moment of shine for once. I, I am. I'm very proud that this podcast is what you look forward to throughout the whole week, and I'm happy that belt is everything that you dreamed of and desire all week long, because well, I know you got nothing else to I, prove. He, he's there. got plenty to look forward to on Saturday just, night at the bonfire. Just to, to, not to burst Corman's bubble, but I texted about four people right before the door and said, please get online and go to the Vol- <laughs> Vols Deep podcast and vote for Corman. It's his birthday. We're feeling sorry for him. Corbin, I don't believe none won. of this, Corbin. I'm the five-time champ over here. The five-time champ. <laughs> I, you know what? I did not have to buy and make myself a champion to be a champion like Spanky Oh, my did. God. How many times are you going to use that joke? It's been going on forever. Like, my Lord. I, I'm just... I appreciate all my fans out there. I love every one of you. And if anybody ever out there has a wedding, I will come get naked at your wedding. I'll, Here we I'll, go I'll again. Here, let, your comebacks are like a bingo board, buddy. We could put them all on a bingo, bingo great, board and see if we can get bingo. Uh, Miranda said, oh, shoot, I lied. Corbin won by like three votes. I just told you. I Boom. Yeah. Uh, Spanky was been told to quit breathing in the mic awfully hard. Uh, he got worked up about that McDonald's he's talking about. <laughs> I there. did. Uh, Miranda says, I'm just here to vote for Corbin, but someone needs to turn Spanky's mic to mute. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm glad you had to comment my name. Must be, must mean I'm doing something good. You wanting to spend time to text about me. So thank you. Thank uh, you, t- darling. Tyler says that uh, you can't count out Alabama. The NASCAR drivers are definitely athletes. And Corbin drives a damn dump truck, baby. You damn right I do. Right, bad well, <laughs> I'm glad you people voted for that. That's that's I drive the future of America. I don't, right I don't make t-shirts. I drive a dump truck for a living. Thank you for um, <laughs> Zach at CND Tire for sponsoring Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other, and Ted at DNM Fencing for sponsoring Keys of the Game. We got two commercials, and then we're going to get into our college and NFL football pickums. Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together. We went to school together. We played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, The Spank. Like myself, DM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire, heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865 435 4515 or 865 387 1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DM Fencing. All right, and we're back. 
Next, we've got our college and NFL football pickums. Hit the comment box real quick. Let's see. Robin Shelton says, someone tell Spanky his hometown is not Coldfield. Look at the definition of a hometown, brother. That's all I'm going to say. Short to the point. Ain't that right, Spanky? That's all it is. Just look at the definition of a hometown. It's where one resident currently resides. So, I guess it is old Cold Vegas. All right. You, you announced Corbin as the winner and something wet hit my leg. I'm not quite sure what it was. <laughs> hey. <laughs> My God, pal, keep it in your britches <laughs> over there. <laughs> He's like a little tiny puppy. Get outside. He had to piss himself. Let's do our predictions. Uh, before we get to him, though, Corbin, for the first time in football season, you've got to draw out of the cup of misfortune. Will Corbin do the punishment, or is he going to donate $25 to charity? We'll see what we got here, baby. I'm so excited. This is your first. It better be something good. I hope it's something like you got to kiss a midget or something. Close your eyes. Pick only one. This goes to the very top. No, that ain't happening. What is it? I'll donate. Dye your hair orange. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's the temporary. You ain't got much of it. It's a temper. My, my hair goes down like right here. Let's see how long that hair is, Corbin. It's a temporary stuff. No, nah, I ain't doing that. Oh my god! I'm getting old now. I'm 28 years old. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm starting to lose my hair. All right, right, Corbin's donating. I'm gonna be like Hulk Hogan before you know it. I will trade you this one for the Waffle House Challenger. <laughs> trade. Okay, I got a trade. I'll trade you. I'll do the Waffle House Challenge. Right, go. <laughs> That's going to be a wild one. 24 hours. So Corbin's got to go to Waffle House for 24 hours for every waffle he eats. I'd like eats. to know who's going to video it. For every waffle he eats, he gets an hour knocked off. His time. Oh, He'll be there throwing up. Stuff. Oh, that, <laughs> That's simple. That's simple. All right, and Spurs going to dye his hair orange. Which game? Missouri. Oh, Missouri. <laughs> 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 All right, we got a trade. That's the first trade we've ever had, but, but we're doing it. We're going to accept it. All right, me make sure we got no comments real quick. No, we're See, good. I saved 25 bucks. There you go, buddy. You go. Ryan Jackson says he'd kiss a midget gladly. Uh, <laughs> now let's do gladly. our predictions. Uh, and Spurs are going to tell you all about our giveaway. So our record so far, again, Corbin is 62 and 30 in first place. Um, <laughs> I'm 60 and 32 in second place. And uh, Spanky and Spur are tied at 57 and 35. So game one, we've got Missouri at Georgia. I'm going to go with the uh, Georgia Bulldogs in this one. Yeah, Georgia. I got Georgia. Uh, as much as I love to pick Missouri, I'm picking Georgia. hope I'm wrong. hope I'm wrong as well. I do too. I've also got Georgia, and I would gladly be wrong. Gladly. Uh, game two, Washington at USC. Washington. Washington. I hope they beat them bad. Uh, yeah, I Hate to say it because I hyped USC up so much. Yeah, I'm glad well, that would be I'm a USC thing to do is be terrible the past three weeks and then just out of nowhere. No, Washington, Washington's defense is a lot better than this is going. This going to be three straight losses right here, Washington. USC will be out of the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. They're trying to hold on, ain't they? Game three, Kentucky at Mississippi State. I'm gonna go with the Wildcats in this one. Mississippi State got a lot of problems right now. This is a good game. Uh, I think Kentucky found something in their passing game against Tennessee, so I look for them to to beat Mississippi State this week. Kentucky. 
I got Kentucky as well. So far, we're all the same. Game four, LSU at Alabama. Like I said, Alabama is uh, going to be a playoff team. Alabama. Now that we're uh, out of the duel, I also think Alabama's a top five team right now. Also, <laughs> I will take Alabama. So, so you're lying in the duel. I said top five. I didn't put them in the top oh, four. On Alabama. I'm the only one. I'm going to go with it. I got it wrote down. I'm going LSU. There you go. I'm going LSU. Game five, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I'm going with the uh, Sooners in this one. Uh, little bounce Oklahoma back. Oklahoma as well. Oklahoma's pissed off after losing to Kansas. Take Oklahoma. Hey, Oklahoma State's uh, coach is on the chopping block at the moment. He's been there for what? Who, Mike Gundy? Yeah, apparently I'm a man. I'm 40. Apparently he's on he's chopping like 60 block. Now. He, he's he's been, 20 years ago. He's been there for like, what, 30 years or something? I mean, it's it may be time. For him be gone from Oklahoma State. Nah, no, he'll he'll leave on his own terms. Mr. Jones and Alma, <coughs> I appreciate the comments, but I cannot read that out loud because we're on Facebook as well. All right, game What'd six, Dolphins and Chiefs. This is an excellent game. Uh, this is just one of those where it, either team could win. I picked the Chiefs just because they're at home. I'm going to go with uh, – I think this could be a good offensive game, but – uh, give me the Chiefs. Can I change my pick if I know tr- if uh, Taylor Swift's going to be there or not? <laughs> That's probably a good point. Uh, give me the ah, – dang. You know what? Give me the Dolphins. Uh, they need a big win. They lost to the Eagles a couple weeks ago, tough loss, and uh, they need a big win. And uh, Dolphins do get big defensive back. back so. yeah. Two losses in a row for the Chiefs is, t- Chiefs is tough, but sometimes that happens. I've got the Dolphins as well. Game seven, Commanders at Patriots. I'm going to go with the Pats in this one. You know, I like Sam Hart or Sam Hunt or whatever his name is. Washington. I'm going to take the Commanders. Give me uh, the command. I'd say, well, I hate calling them the Commanders, but give me the Commanders. Uh, they're actually uh, kind of an underrated team. They're like a very mid team. Like, you don't know what they're going to do one week to another. So... And the Patriots just got awful at the moment. You got something to say, Spanky? We're going Commanders as well. Uh, game eight, Seahawks-Ravens. Well, with the Ravens in this one, uh, Lamar Jackson's lighting it up this year. He's done pretty well. Um, but I'm going to go with the Ravens. Ravens are looking really good. Uh, they're, they're, they're peaking right now. I, I take the Ravens to win this one. Even though Seahawks not a bad team. No, they're not. Yeah, give Geno Smith credit. I will give him credit. He has done more than I've ever thought he would do. What is the Seahawks five and two right now? Yeah. Uh, give me the Seahawks. Oh, at six and two. I've got the Ravens also. Game nine, Cowboys at Eagles. Uh, give me the fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, give me the Eagles. This is a good game. Five and two Cowboys. Uh, what is it? Six and one Eagles. Really good game. Uh, the Eagles. I think the Eagles win. Cowboys just ain't as good. I've got the Eagles also. I, I took the Eagles. Uh, you know, they, they, they're going to be the Titans of the North now. So, they got the Titans' best player on offense from like a couple years ago. Now, they got the Titans' best defender. So, yeah, take the Eagles. I've got the Eagles. Uh, game 10, Bills, Bengals. I'll always pick the Bills for old David Stewart. Oh. I like the Bills, but I'm taking the Bengals on a little mild upset. Uh, Joe Burrell's playing much better. <coughs> Give me the Bills. Josh Allen's played some phenomenal football the past couple weeks. 
I've got the Bills also. Uh, I actually changed mine, so I'm going to go with Bills. Uh, total number of sp- points scored, Tennessee versus UConn. Uh, 50. <coughs> 50, that's it? Uh, Tennessee, 50. UConn, nothing. <laughs> I got 56 to 3, Tennessee, so 59 points. 59 for Spur. 52 to 14. Making it 64? Yeah, 64. No, 66. That's 66. Oh, that's 66. <laughs> well, I got 52. I'm wrong with 72. That was my prediction. What so, I wait, you just can't go over to get it right? Like, no, you go over in general. Okay. Then we're tied. I didn't know if it was a process right rule. If you're tied. All right, Spur, let the listeners know one more time how to enter in this giveaway. Hey, we're actually going to put these games on Facebook this time. So, y'all go to the Vols Deep <laughs> Facebook page, comment on who you think is going to win these games, and make sure a tiebreaker is going to be the total points. In the Tennessee-UConn game. We know everyone would pick Tennessee to win, so we just want total points for Tennessee versus UConn. Again, it has to be on the Vols Deep Podcast Facebook page only. Do not comment on my personal one or Luke's personal one or Corbin's personal one or even Spanky's personal you one. You can if you want to. Help me get likes and comments. about not only fans are talking about Facebook. Well, I know. you got to get like You know, not everybody gets to put DM a simple Spanky. post. That, look, DM not everybody gets to put a simple post out to get 200 likes and – uh, 300 comments, and you know, then you got me over here gets 20 likes and probably maybe 10 comments, and you get Corbin who gets two likes and zero comments. But and one of them comments, he's, he's complaining about last night when I, he posted the picture. I posted the same picture of mine, I got like 400 likes, and he's got like 15. Maybe I should, I, I should need to get that blue chip more. Well, I told you to be the damn vile Elvis. Yeah, you did. Or the nature vol, but what'd you do? You screwed well, that one guy you screwed took it. it no, he, yeah, you could have had it. That was seven weeks in. I think the spur needs a blue check mark. I'm going to figure this out. You do. All right, thank you all for listening to us, whether it's live or after. R.I.P. Bobby Knight, everybody. Public. Yeah, that is a good point. Bobby we forgot to say that. He did pass yep. away. I missed that. Yeah, I did. He sure did. No more throwing chairs in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Tony Vitello will throw a baseball back at the dugout from the mm-hmm. other side of the field. He threw a bat one time. You know, I heard something. Deion Sanders is going to be Colorado's baseball coach as well. I wouldn't believe uh, it. Heck yeah. I believe it. Might as well do basketball while he's at it. Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, look at him right now. He's already searching for. wheels turning on that one. He actually believed me for a second. I always believe you. I don't know why. He's looking for motion. That says Colorado baseball on it as we speak. Look, he's over there ordering a Colorado baseball shirt right now. I ain't. All right, thank you all for listening to us, whether it's live or after we publish our live. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're growing fast on all our accounts, so stick with us. And uh, Hey, we'll be, we'll be in Lot 9 before the game, so come see us. Yeah, we'll be in Lot 9 Saturday. We'll probably get there around 7 or 8 or something, and uh, we'll have some fun before it before Oh, hey, off. the Santa Clauses is going to be on Disney+. Plus. Oh, dear God. Season 2. Go Vols. Right, thank you all. Go Vols.